2015. <laughs> Shouldn't we thank 2015? Uh, I guess 2015 was a watershed year. I it would, was. I, I would shoot 2015 if it, that hadn't happened too many times this year already. I was going over some of this list that we'll talk about today with uh, Video Game Apocalypse's Michael Raparez, and he just mm-hmm. stood back. He's like, "Whoa." 2015 was a great year for media. Like, no, all all sincerity, like, blew his mind to think about how much he, he liked 2015. Welcome to Laser Time. I'm Chris yeah. Antista. I'm content is king, Henry Gilbert. Ugh. Dave Rudden, get shifty. Uh, just Brett. Just Brett. <laughs> and we're here today. Uh, we are the Internet's fourth leading pop culture show, and we are here today to talk about... The best stuff of 2015. Yeah, yeah, and I, yeah, yeah. I've been I, I I've been laboring over this list as have you guys with me, and then I just realized best of 2015, and like I just sort of like I saw other best of 2015 lists, and it includes like politics and mm. books and <laughs> sports, and like this is not going to have any of that. Yeah. Not what it, also what it's not going to have. It's not going to have comics. That's on my podcast. That's on Cape Crisis, and it's not going to have a lot of video games on it because yeah. that's on. VG Apocalypse. There you go, Video Game Apocalypse. But we're going to be talking about or wrestling. Yeah, that's a, on a cheap podcast. There you go. We're going to be talking basically. It, so I looked at it and I'm like, so we're just talking about TV and movies? Yes, yeah, yes, we are pretty much. Oh, yes, this is a, a, a fun uh, mini, not even a preview, but we do have a new show coming in January, indeed, thirty twenty ten, which mm-hmm. will feature a lot of TVs and movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is uh, not really related, but it's. Just, a preview of us talking about this topic in an organized yes. fashion. Yes, and uh, so we wanted. To, I wanted to start out with uh, the best television of 2015, Ooh. and like trying to. We were trying. I was trying to write something about this, uh, but I realized my my media consumption habits mm. have changed, as have most people's. Like I, I don't watch over the air television yeah. kind of ever, and I was like, what What did I like? Did all, was Netflix all I watch? <laughs> and and sounds like it. No, it, but it, that is not the case. Because, mm-hmm. like, I also watched Fargo, which I like, but I don't consider the best of 2015. I've watched uh, other things on Hulu, mm-hmm. let's say. Uh, yeah. I've watched some, some of The Flash, which yeah. which is... Totally, That's one of my favorites of 2015. But it's just that... But that, it's not a deep show. Yeah, we're going to talk... Yeah. But, like, how many networks had, like, seven stellar shows launch mm-hmm. in 20, 2015? Yeah. Yeah. Well, they don't put good television on networks now. They they put on the most populous thing they can possibly get. Yeah, Last Man on Earth, good. I like That's that one of the very yeah. few. But it's basically a Netflix show. You know, kind of. no reruns. You're just supposed to binge through yeah. the whole thing. And just as the the best TV of 2015, because mm-hmm. I do, I definitely want to talk about this. We have a show called Talking Simpsons. Man, mm-hmm. that's all the plugs up top. Mm-hmm. Um, but, By the way, they can't skip them. We talk about uh, the Simpsons on the Talking Simpsons, but uh, a lot of a lot of Simpsons gets a lot of shit for not being as good as it used to be. Mm-hmm. This year, one episode came on and it was absolutely fantastic. Uh, Halloween of Horror, mm-hmm. and it yeah, did. Good. It wasn't that it harkened back to what the Simpsons used to be. It just played around with its own format in a way that was really interesting. Yeah. It had a lot of heart. It was it was about Lisa being. It was. Oh, I got it, the, yeah. it, it, it. It premiered before Treehouse of Horror. Yeah. The, the only clip I have from it is one of Homer describing what exactly is happening. Because even Ned Flanders is a little bit confused. Halloween at the Simpsons. What a classic tradition. Are you heading up to the treehouse to tell three horrifying tales? Yeah, we're doing it next week. 
It's going to be Psycho with Skinner and his mom, Muppet Wizard of Oz, I'm Scarecrow Fuzzy, and then uh, one where furniture gets smart and takes over the world or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sounds chilling. Uh, people love it. <laughs> Man, they both sound so old. They do. Uh, that was, Plus, that was Homer's bored with it at this point. Yeah. That was the best Muppets joke on TV this year. <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, I have a whole thing on how the Muppets was the best show on television. It was totally adequate in the Muppets. Yeah. But mm-hmm. this episode like actually put Homer and Lisa in like real danger on on the flip side had mm-hmm. Bart Mars trying to salvage Bart's Halloween and introduced I think one of the best songs that's been done on the Simpsons mm-hmm. in a while yeah the grown adult, up Hall- adult Halloween yeah. if you didn't see the episode it, it is it's kind of a slam on how adults treat Halloween now yeah. which I don't think happened in the 80s I don't think people mm-hmm. in their 30s 40s and 50s got hammered dressed uh, scandalously and mm-hmm. went out instead of their children no. and that's that's what the whole joke I bet is. people were still banging at Halloween parties but I don't think they did the whole thing up I mean like yeah, on Roseanne was... in the 90s they had Halloween adult Halloween parties damn fuck show. me in my witch costume <laughs> yeah. yeah I'm doing Cliff Cliff Clavin <laughs> An accident, uh, <laughs> uh, but I thought that I, like I didn't love a lot of the other Simpsons episodes, but I did. I yeah. to love one Simpsons episode in the modern era, I think, is exciting and mm. worth sharing. But uh, well, okay, I want to talk about other animation this year, though. Mm-hmm. That the first season of BoJack Horseman was really good. Yes, but the second season was incredible. It that is it, really it's, good. It's about depression. Let's it's, call this uh, the Netflix feel. Yeah. How about that? <laughs> no, mm-hmm. it, it was about dealing with depression. It was mm-hmm. about. Um, the cult of celebrity. It also was like hilarious. And one of my favorite personal bits in it mm-hmm. was that Chris and I were taking improv classes at the start of this year mm-hmm. when Bojack Horseman premiered in the second season. There's a running gag that yes, and mm-hmm. improv is a cult. It's a Scientology. It's Scientology. Yeah. It's Scientology. <laughs> and we were taking it at the same time. Like, oh, it is a bunch of very steadfast rules that seem fun, but is actually trying to keep you in line. It, I, I had a lot of fun at, uh, seeing it that way, and also a very prescient like Bill Cosby takedown in it too. It was. It was a really good... I love this season. Yeah, I thought it was fantastic. The, the stuff they do to Bojack in the last yeah. two episodes when he's visiting his old girlfriend oh, is yeah. the saddest, most depressing yeah. shit I feel, I feel personally capable of. Yeah. And-, <laughs> and that premiere where it's like him trying to like be dramatic mm-hmm. and it takes like fucked up things happening to him for him to finally like do that. Like, You're broken, what are, Bojack. We what are you know. doing here? I, I, I think I think I may have said this elsewhere, but like when Bojack Horseman came on, I thought it was one of those... Uh, for lack of a better word, random adult swim shows mm-hmm. that's just completely absurd. It's not that this one had a point in a continuity and treats its characters very seriously, even though they have the heads of horses, mm-hmm. dogs, and fucking Keith Oberman as a whale on the news. <laughs> like it, it's it's fantastic. Oh, I've only Oberman. watched one episode, but I got the vibe of like I feel like this is the Doug universe. <laughs> <laughs> like Oberman, but like just like. Everyone aged and got sad, and they're just animals for some reason. Yeah. But it just seems like the sad Doug universe. But I, mean, Amy and Sedaris, I can't put my finger on it. Amy Sedaris is great as Princess uh, Cashmere, and no, Princess Cashmere. Sorry, as Princess. Uh, same with uh, Mr. Peanut Butter, played by Paul F. Tompkins, yeah. and and uh, Allison Brie is awesome in it too. Yeah. Like, yes. They added um, Lisa Kudrow. Oh yeah, Lisa Kudrow. Oh my god, that's, how that woke up from a coma. That's one so of my. Yeah. That's one of my favorite like pieces of wisdom all mm. year when she says. 
Boy, when you have on rose tinted glasses, red flags just look like flags. <laughs> uh, Damn, yeah. that was that was great. Um, let's go jump because I, I'm glad you mentioned BoJack Horseman because that uh, the, what sucks about Netflix is I eat them all in two days and forget mm-hmm. they existed. Mm-hmm. Because you know what's not on the list? Mm-hmm. White Hot American Summer. Yeah. Oh fuck! Which was fantastic. I forgot about it. Yes, yeah. it was. I, I First watched day it. Camp. Yeah, yeah, I watched it in uh, two sittings, and I totally yeah. forgot that it existed until right now. How about? That song close out the show because yeah. I was higher and yeah. higher. Oh yeah, I was sick as a dog that day. So like, just that not having a pleasant mm-hmm. watching experience is like didn't even enter my mind to think of it as a good show this year. Um, I, I did. Oh, I, I loved seeing how um, fat Michael uh, you, Michael Schultz. Now, how, how H. John Benjamin became a <laughs> yes. Man. I was just about <laughs> to him sinking crazy. into a bowl <laughs> like a pile of toxic waste. Yeah, fucking fantastic. <laughs> Love what on American Summer. Uh, Elson, how about this one? I this is an old clip. Hey, Mo. How do you... I mean, I mean, I know that you're blind, but you see so much. How? It's a spray? I guess you have to think of it as more than just five senses. I can't see. Not like everyone else, but I can feel. Things like uh, balance, the direction. Micro changes in air density, vibrations, blankets of... Temperature variations. Mix all that with what I hear. Subtle smells. All of the fragments form a sort of... Impressionistic painting. Okay, but what does that... Look like? Like, what do you... Actually see? The world on fire. Really like that sequence. Yeah. Yeah. This is where you would play the the the, the <laughs> party horn sound, but we're this is we had a, to use my left. Sorry, yeah. yeah that sorry scene would have been better if uh, Evanescence was playing in the background. Stop it! That um, ruined the first Daredevil. <laughs> yeah, but uh, no, like uh, it was a great proof of concept that did Netflix get a great Daredevil, a great superhero show. I, I, yeah. I'm writing an article, trying to write an article about the most disappointing things of 2015, and while I liked Age of Ultron at least more than you did, right. uh, I thought. Since that's like Marvel Super Bowl, yeah, and that was disappointing. How they the things they achieved on a smaller scale, yeah, even even Ant Man, but mainly Agent Carter, Daredevil, and Jessica mm-hmm. Jones. Like, yeah, not, all three were good. No connection, almost no connection, story wise or like plot wise with any of the Marvel universe. Yeah, yeah, not really. But those were all fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Daredevil is. I just when was that? Was that like way it was April? Then? April. God, it feels like forever ago. I loved. I loved it. It was the. For me, I don't know. This is the first show I think I've actually binge watched. Yeah, like Hmm. because I I was like, this is one of my favorite characters. (laughs) Yeah, this is like something I've wanted since the movie came out, and I I wanted that movie to be good so hard that I accepted that it was okay. And I still think parts of it are fine, but now that the show is out, I can kind of let oh, the movie gets, go. It gets Coolio off. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the R-rated edition is a better movie. It's better, yeah. but even it's better it's is still great. mediocre. But, no, it's a great show, and I don't think you need to know anything about Daredevil or comics. Yeah. It's just... Yeah. And I, I like... Yeah. And I, I like that uh, when he's describing, and then it shows you what he's kind of yeah. seen. Yeah. That imagery is very reminiscent of... Is it David Mack who would do those painting yeah, yeah. the really bizarre covers? And yeah. he did like several Daredevil things, and it was like, oh, I wonder. Like, that's this, one of my favorite Daredevil stories ever. It was in, a, yeah, and I like the I like the restraint too because that's the only time you see his world of fire. Yeah, they oh, never yeah. show it again. Unlike yeah. the fucking movie that can't stop showing yeah. you at Ben Affleck. <laughs> that's why I said restraint because <laughs> I feel like producers or whoever when they were making the yeah. show or making the film, they're like. 
Well, but how did the audience know how he sees? We got to keep showing it to him. They got to yeah. know I, how. I it remember looks the, the, the fight scene in the hallway. That's just one long shot. Amazing. And, uh, what's his name's performance as Kingpin? Vincent like Donofrio. Yeah. As the, like the mildly auti- like high functioning autistic, yeah, just yeah, just great, and then just like pile I, I put myself up. out there for that one. But it, <laughs> uh, I mean, we'll, we'll you know I don't know when we want to segue into Jessica Jones. Je- I write like right. But it's here, even better. Here's what they uh, share. Yeah, two people yeah. impale their own face. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> and Jessica Jones and Daredevil. And I know we're we're kind of late in the game to be. We never really did like a full on discussion of Jessica Jones on Cape Crisis. Yeah, we but, didn't binge it as hard. It was too, yeah, it was too difficult. I finally finished it, and it, it does a great job of like there are a couple times when I thought they would go. Mm-hmm. To Daredevil or to Matt Murdock at least because they mentioned like we need a lawyer and I'm like yeah. oh shit yeah and they don't but and they, but who would they go to I thought was really interesting yeah. Martin Shrek no <laughs> <laughs> but like uh, he's already killed himself Dave we're recording this in advance there is a really good cameo <laughs> towards the end that's just a small thing that does tie the worlds together in a tiny tiny way mm-hmm. and it's like that's cool and. I like Jessica Jones a lot. Like it's a character. Like it's the rare case where I don't know that much about her. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, I know much a little. About her. I know, but uh, small parts in bigger stories. I know. Yeah. something about Jessica Jones. But this, I guess, is based on a. It's based on a, a, a Max Bendis comic, a, yeah, a, yeah. a mature reader's comic. Which mm. also, that's something else I like too. In Daredevil, it got. Uh, obviously way more violent than yeah. in the movies. Yeah. Well, meanwhile, in Jessica Jones, way more sexually explicit in the movies. In both those yeah. cases, like. Children aren't going to be more are less likely to be watching this. So I think yeah. so. Yeah, let's have Just a hardcore say, cunnilingus. In scene terms of a here. Marvel movie, the most vicious pussy eating scene yes. I've ever yeah, seen totally. in anything with a Marvel well, or Disney I, label. I also liked how because uh, uh, David Tennant plays Kilgrave, aka Purple Man, yeah. uh, which is one of those like great like villains to do on TV because yes, he's mind control, but there's a lot of weird. Ways around that power that it seems like he's unstoppable. And that's but what was great because every, when, they, so, when they yeah. first mentioned him, like this is going to be stupid. Yeah, and it gets so cool when they, they like just start studying him. Yeah, when they actually explain, like, well, here's why it, he can't do anything, yeah. or or even just as a person, he's not even interested in certain aspects of. It. He's like, I don't care. Yeah, but the only criticism I had of the whole show, uh, and this is just like just put headphones in man <laughs> like his powers are verbal persuasion and a, and a pheromone, pheromone slash virus that he then tells you exactly what to do and you're you completely agree obey but mm-hmm. it's like you can't hear him so like i it does every happen at some point yes but every time like from the beginning i'm like only, you like, guys promote have been dr dre's beats you guys have been encountering him over and over again mm-hmm. and i know they've been they did it only stood out because they did such a good job of like Making him seem like a complete threat, and then like also not like, well, why didn't he just rule the world with that power? And it's like they did a great job of walking that line. But about five episodes in, I'm like, what? How? How do you keep going into these situations where you know you're going to track him down? Like, I'm going to get him, and we're going to bring him in. Put headphones in. Put earplugs in. <laughs> Literally any preparation other than just walking in. Like, I got it this time. Oh no! I'm yeah, but that, like, all the sequences with that fucking room. That yeah, that get, was all great. Like that was all. And I remember, like, Henry had watched a little bit of it, and I remember, like, don't you... This is, like, an analogy for, like, rape in, like, rape yeah, survivors. Yeah. And, yeah. like, and and I'm, like, I had I was ahead of you. I'm, like, hold on, Hank. Don't <laughs> express that theory until you've seen the episode where it's explicitly said over and over. That's exactly <laughs> oh, what we're talking about. All right, and, yeah. And, yeah. Um, uh, but oh. but, I, but I did love, though, is, like, Kilgrave becomes this... Because Daredevil was violent in a, like, beating, breaking bones yeah. and all that. Kilgrave turns into like a horror movie where yep. you're like or yes. like Saw or something where you're, he'll go like as he casually walks by it's like 
put your head through that wall as he walks out and then the guy just turns around and just starts smashing the fuck out of his face. <laughs> or like, like that one sequence like go stare at the fucking park yeah. and they, they some, like somebody just walks by him like a day later and he's, he's pissed his pants and he can't stop there, looking. Wow. And also the casting of Luke Cage and Patsy Walker Dude, oh, two, great. Fucking two great. classic Marvel characters. Fucking. And again the fact they did amazing. something with Patsy Walker is yeah. insane. I can't like, wait. It'll be out on like the 23rd but Hellcat's the first issue of Hellcat's comic is coming out and I can't are wait to read it. Especially in the wake that. of this. Yeah, it's called Patsy Walker, a.k.a. AKA Hellcat. That's awesome. She's getting her own series. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. I keep getting Hellcat and Mockingbird confused because uh, Mockingbird <laughs> is in S.H.I.E.L.D. and they look kind of similar. Kind Mockingjay is in theaters. Yeah. Uh, well, okay, what about Bob and David? Uh, I... I have a. Let me just get this out. I have a one, two, one clip of one sketch. It's all from the same episode. I really loved it, and I've heard mm. people say they were disappointed yeah. in it. it people. It. It. it, it, it what did I say? <laughs> Which of the four yeah. episodes? They said people, it but it was me. I mean, uh, no, no, it wasn't you. It was. It wasn't you at all. It was, it was uh, Addison and Ian were disappointed on our uh, uh, Google Hangouts. Patreon.com slash later to. Uh, but like, the more I watch it, the more I get that Mister Show vibe. Like, I I could watch these over and over again. There, are, there's. These sketches are so fucking absurd and silly that I just start I start giggling the second they come on. I love uh, Prilovac. Yeah. You eat like a giant baby with money. Your <laughs> stomach can feel like Dante's Inferno. Uh, <laughs> close to home. Even the Pope reaches for Prilovac. Prilo, what's what's yeah. that appeared? Prilosec? Prilosec. It's yes. by Larry the Cable. When yeah. you yeah. eat like a giant baby with money and just the end of the commercial. Prilovac. Fuck your body. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's one of the best that, skits. It's of the one of the best show. sketches, but it also shows that but it's also it the is a show written Larry the Cable Guy. Though it's also a show written by shows. It's a show now written by men in their late forties and early fifties, yeah, not thirties. Yeah. Like, I, and I'm not saying that's worse yeah. or better. It's just okay, it I, shows that time has shifted for the people. In I it. have the what might be the longest clip in Laser Time history, Uh-oh. but it works so well with audio. It is my favorite sketch. And it is so stupid and weird and well constructed. Uh, this it's, is a C word, isn't it? No, that is great. Uh, it that work. is a great. Sketch. <laughs> that that, that is, was my favorite sketch. Oh, that's, that's a good. That one. might be one of my favorites too. It's just yeah. that this works so well in audio <laughs> that's because a good it's sketch. it's a sh- an episode of the People's Court. Uh, and oh a, yeah, a guy taking a UFC fighter to trial. Uh, for beating him up after he wanders into the ring with him. Yeah. And it's Brian Poston and David Cross's performance as the judge who, <laughs> who's constantly much. told to shut up and can't quite bang his gavel ah. correctly. And all this is super subtle and really fast. And I, I love this clip. This is like basically the entire meat of the sketch, but I just want to listen to the whole thing. That. I was just taking a shortcut to the goddamn concession area, and then you started banging me around. Okay, well, I'm a fighter. That's what I do. I didn't know what was going on in that building. I just wanted some popcorn. That and... building? The Staples Center? <laughs> <laughs> Whatever it's called. I don't know the name of every building, sir. I don't know them. Honest to Pete. I mean, how could anyone be asked to know every single building in Los Angeles? Okay, well, why would you wander into a massive arena? To buy popcorn. I already told you. <laughs> don't play the blame game with me. You'll lose. You'll lose. <laughs> That's a very good point. When you talk, I don't want to hear excuses. I just want to hear facts from you. Okay, well, he was wearing fighting shorts. I just said it's not your turn to talk. (laughs) Go ahead. Fighting shorts are my underwear. (laughs) I was home alone. I popped out to get popcorn. (laughs) There's two ways to pop. Judge, shut up. (laughs) Judge, shut up. I was home alone, watching the film Home Alone. Can can I talk? (laughs) I popped out to get popcorn. Uh, 
I walk across the street. There was a fella out front. I asked him if they sold popcorn inside. He said yes. So I paid $49 for a ticket plus surcharges. <laughs> I went inside. I saw an open area. I walked towards it, climbed through a couple of ropes, and then you started wailing on me. Okay, but he punched me first. Is this true, Mr. Dwayne? Did you strike him first? I asked him if they sold popcorn. He ignored me, so yes, I punched him. He was rude. Okay, I said I was sorry. You interrupt me one more time, and I'll punch you again, brother. <laughs> it's so silly. Like yeah. the, the, the sense of silliness. I, I, I don't. I don't know if I see that in a lot of sketch nowadays. I think. I think Key and Pill are really good with yeah. silly ideas, but like just taking things to, to, to yeah. ludicrous well, extremes. Well, the ludicrousness of that reminds me of Comedy Bang Bang, yeah. which yeah. is it has a. You know, they make 40 freaking episodes a year, so it's like a talk show, a weekly talk show, in that it's a lot of hit and miss, but when it hits, it's really good. But, well, and then there were the two, basically, NBC sitcoms that are too good for NBC now. Dude, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Hang on. Okay, once again, another super long clip of Mm -hmm. one of my favorite comedy moments of 2015. Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Oh, it's great! Is the is the story of uh, what a the mole girl of something of of these women who are sucked into a cult and live underground until they're like how old is Ellie Kemper? Like twenty five? She's thirty. She's thirty. Yeah, been in there for twelve years. She's been there for twenty years. Hasn't seen anything. But like what? Like she is one of the greatest characters of twenty fifteen. Yeah, and and also so is Titus. Yeah, yeah, he is. He, he replied is, to me on Twitter. Did he really? I said, I, said, his, yes. I said some joke he said was my favorite of the, of the show, and he was like, that's sweet. It, yeah. Like, Aww. I love Ellie Kemper so much. Yeah. I knew she was going to be great in that, and she has a ton of like Man. really great fast lines. The longest scene yeah. in Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, this one is my favorite. It's like the longest like uncut sequence when she's going to, to trial to bring down the cult leader, and everybody wants to talk about the mole women, and Titus, her friends, like... Oh shit! I'm gonna be famous. I'm gonna get on television. <laughs> yeah. And he's, this is the right scene. He's, yeah. he's waiting for the news. The news to cut to him to throw to him. He's on camera, ready to go, and he can't stop talking about how famous he's gonna be after it's over until he's eventually singing about it. Not to ruin it, it ends with his pants falling down and he farts. <laughs> yes, this is the best. Room and go to our continuing coverage of the Dernsville Mole Women. I'm joined now by a friend of one of the women, Titus Andromeda. Mr. Andromedon, can you hear me? I'm gonna be rich, gonna buy a real belt, and buy <laughs> off my skin tags. We're having a little trouble with the audience. Gonna be immortal! Gotta date with eternity! Once I am famous, I'll never be alone. I have so many friends. My ex and machine will need a longer time. <laughs> Moron, you're on the air. <gasps> No, 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 no. Ah! Oh, Carol. Oh, no. Why? I want to start over. I want to be a baby. Can you hear me now, Mr. Andromeda? Don't say my name. And don't show my face. My pants. <laughs> I want to be famous. Me, if you've ever watched any of our YouTube videos, the one where I, the one cutaway I do where you can hear Jerry Lawler in the bathroom at WrestleMania, yeah, I searched for hours for that exact same fart noise and found it's it's very subtle, but it's in that video. Uh, I loved Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. It, it was great. It might be my favorite 
uh, show of 2015. Mm-hmm. It was such a pleas- new show, at least. a pleasant, fun show to watch. That I didn't always like laugh out loud every episode, but mm-hmm. I was it I was always entertaining. It's like a, a like a very very good play on words or a visual joke every five yeah. seconds. Yeah. yeah, the joke it, per minute ratio is, is pretty insane. High, it, yeah. is, it is so good. It's kind well, of like it's this, a lot like yeah. Thirty Rock. I yeah, yeah. It's a spiritual yeah. successor to that. Yeah. Yeah. It's like celebrates New York in the same way. I, I kept trying to to like read more about what happened. Like that whole thing was shot for NBC. Mm-hmm. The first episode, yeah. And no, I, th- I think the whole thing. Oh, really? Yeah, they like... They just didn't want it. They didn't want it, and, like, they took it, and I do wonder, like, because there's nothing in there that breaks the language barrier yeah. of, like, what could be on network television. And now that they know they're on Netflix, yeah. I'm just curious to see. I, I also love the bit that... Sh- the prosecutors in the case were uh, the OJ prosecutors. One of them played by Tina Fey. Like, yes, when yeah, so. Jerry Minor. Yeah, Jerry <laughs> Minor. It's like a, like a married lawyer team. Yeah. It's fantastic. Well, you guys love Master of None as well. Yeah, I, I Masters guess. of yeah. None. It's like it's like well, it's Louis show basically. It's right? but it's the it's Louis but cares a little yeah. more about being silly instead of being beautiful. And it's also Louis, Louis it also beautiful. has happy endings instead of yeah. depressing and yeah. Juliet. It was a look Louis. at a, a great look at adult. Life for people in their mid thirties who like, I don't know, or who are who are in that like I should probably be an adult or something. Yeah, <laughs> and it's just a look at like what adults do now versus what their parents had to do at yeah. a similar age, which is my mm-hmm. favorite that's, episode. And that's why we you, we both said our one of our favorite episodes is the one with their dads. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The two characters, Brian and oh my god, did I forget Aziz's name on the show? I think I did. Uh, Dev? Del Del Dev Dev Dev. Uh, yeah, it's Dev. But yeah, like I heard him in an interview talking about like the show is getting praise for like. Uh, racial equality or something like that, or just yeah. a, a, for a bunch diversity. of reasons, yeah. diversity. Because I my my, fa- my second favorite episode is Indians on TV yeah, or great. the brownface episode where with all the Rimes. Indian people are like Fisher's. That guy was not Fisher yeah. Stevens doing brownface. <laughs> yeah, like, when the coach went brownface, that's yeah. what we're talking about. Uh, I thought that was great, and, and and I never thought for a second like it's so nice that they have their own television show. No, I just yeah. thought like this is hilarious. But yeah. uh, but something I've never seen before. It was just to me. It was like, is this the weird multicultural future you're scared of? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like I, I, it, here it is happening in front of you. It doesn't matter. But it's I just, didn't think about funny that. Show. Just I like Aziz, and I thought it'd be funny, and I thought the show was outrageously funny. And then I hear the read the think pieces, and like yeah. Yeah. that does exist. Like his friend Brian, I liked what he said about him on WTF. That it's like everybody desexualizes <laughs> the Asian guy, mm-hmm, and yeah. on that show, the Asian dude is the fucking player. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. He's he's the sought after one that everybody wants to fuck. Yeah, uh, and so this I love this scene. Him and Brian are both first generation Americans with immigrant parents, and they realize at one point they don't know anything about their yeah. their family, and so they're like, "Why don't we take our dads out to dinner?" And yeah. that's a, that's an, Aziz's dad, who's played by his actual dad, by his actual dad, and is a terrible actor, yeah. but hysterical. Like yeah. like quit bothering me, man. Yeah. I, like I love the way he talks. It is so funny. Uh, but that sounds really also not a great actor, yes. but just somehow really good on the show and as a director on the show. Yeah, uh, Eric Wareheim. Yeah, yes. Yeah. What's it like to, uh, that sequence? What's it like to be a giant? Oh, planes suck. Heights <laughs> yeah. are cool though. <laughs> but I love this sequence. They just went out to dinner with their fathers and they feel really good about themselves. That was great the other night, man. I never heard any of that shit. Like, what an insane journey. My dad used to bathe in a river, and now he drives a car that talks to him. So crazy to think that every immigrant story is probably that insane. I'm just glad we did it. Like, I can't believe there's a universe where I wouldn't know that my dad had a water buffalo named Ting Ting. Yeah, or that my mom had a friend named Kunjali Kaka. What a great name. <laughs> oh, damn. Are you on this text chain with all the parents? Well, my dad over? I guess so. They must have exchanged numbers after that dinner. Wait, what? 
Why am I not on there? Looks like there's another Brian on here. Brian Donkers. Someone must have screwed up. <laughs> they don't want to have dinner again tonight. My dad, let's chow down at Mr. Chow's. Your dad, this sounds fun. I would attend this event. Wait, what? What is going on right now? We can't have dinner with them again. I'm not trying to hang out with Peter Chang on the regs. No, I just want to have one dinner. I don't want, like, a serious relationship with my father. Tell him what All right. Sorry, Brian and I already have plans. Peter Chang, Dev, don't worry. Wendy the bully won't be there. Ha ha. Oh, damn. Peter Chang coming hard with the snaps. <laughs> Brian Donkers, I'm in. <laughs> it does remind me though it's such a good scene yeah we didn't mention it but parks and rec's final season was this year right i, I did I, yeah i thought it was, was last it, was that year? earlier no this i thought year? it was at the very beginning of this year yeah Wait. the first half of this year. really mm-hmm. wow that was a million oh. years ago that I, was amazing oh i think it was fuck no you're right it was because a sad fact on that show and this show harris whittles harris mm-hmm. whittles oh, one of my yeah. favorite comedians and podcast hosts ever who was also a full-time executive producer writer on Parks, Parks and Rec. He wrote us a Master of None. He was following Master of None with Aziz and died in February of this year, oh, the week before the final episode he, of Parks and Rec. He has a, a writer or story credit on one of the episodes. Yeah, he was sure. working on the show. Yeah, he was, he was about show. to, yeah. days before, days after he died, he was supposed to move to New York City with Aziz to work on the damn show. Yeah. And, so, what, what uh, Master of None turned out Great, and it's a great. Yeah. It's sort of a spiritual successor to Parks and Rec in that Dev is sort of Tommy Haverford. <laughs> yeah, in a, in a not not as not as cartoonish, but mm. it's similar. The, but Parks yeah. and Rec was my favorite show of like the last ten years, most likely. Oh, yeah, we didn't mm. mention this earlier, but we did a half of the year best. We did. Of two, Sorry, so we're, we're trying not, not to gonna, overlap. Yeah, we're trying yeah, not yeah. to overlap too much. So that's also why we're not talking about. Parks and Rec as right. much as we yeah. could, but it, I, but I, I I don't want to sound like one of those. People. It the show's good because it stars an Asian and yeah. the, the, the an Indian person. Like it is just like flat out so fucking funny. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and just like this is might be my favorite line for the whole show, and it's very what Tom Haverford. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I got a stress eat or something. You got any new pastas in there? Yeah, yeah, bucatini. It's in the Tupperware. Watch out for that guancale. It's delicious. Ooh, what about the spaghetti? Can I have this? That ain't spaghetti. That's bucatini. It's a thicker noodle, dummy. <laughs> that is exactly a Tom Hamilton line. You know the thread count of these sheets? <laughs> he laughed so yeah. hard. And just he like, was so fucking offended that someone called his leftover spaghetti. His interactions <laughs> with the, the I forget the character name, but the the character played by Noel Wells, like yeah. the relationship, just so Denise. adorable. Ah, uh, yeah. Wait, is that the? I don't know. Yeah. She was on... And I, John Benjamin once again. Yeah. She was on SNL, like, well, this year, I guess, with mm-hmm. the season that ended at the in April or May or whatever. Mm-hmm. But yeah, she didn't come back for the second season. It's like, I actually kind of like that because this was a, a great move and... Yeah, the, and yeah, it is beautifully shot, by the way. Yeah. But so Hulu actually did get a good. I didn't get any clips yet. Yeah, it, Hulu actually got a one good competing show with Netflix at least, which instead of just some BBC holdover, some show about terrible cartoons mm-hmm. draw, starring Seth Meyer, it had uh, difficult people. A show I have been looking oh, yeah. forward to for a long time, starring Julie Klausner and Billy Eichner as. Uh, Julie Kessler and Billy Epstein, <laughs> wonderfully terrible people. Yeah, they're they're wonderfully terrible. The first episode is amazing, where they're like shouting at children in an Annie <laughs> production on Broadway. Billy Eichner's just amazing. Gabrielle Sidibe is great on the show too. And there's one of my favorite bits is they have their 
in the first episode, second episode, they're trying to have better storytelling nights at this improv show, mm-hmm. and nobody's liking their stories. And then following them comes out a woman oh. in a wheelchair <laughs> who then says, like, when my father raped me, he gave me AIDS. And just <laughs> goes on for that. And she's like, oh, how can we follow that? Man? Some people have all the luck. And, it, to yeah, me, uh, it reminds me of, like, some of the really when Seinfeld was fully like mm-hmm. itself and they're like these people are all terrible and selfish yeah. and they're then evil taking, Jews in New York City taking that's it to it an uncensored extreme yeah. uh, that and oh. Fred Armisen is awesome on it he's in one episode as Billy Ackner's brother mm-hmm. James Urbaniak who is also on my favorite show yes. of the year he's very good on, on Difficult People and Difficult People is also produced by Amy Poehler who is an executive producer on Broad City another of my favorite another great show that I have I've not seen the second season yet it's good but, but review I knew, you didn't like review review well, with Forrest McNeil uh, yeah. five yeah. star show that's yeah. what I call We're it finally out of the Netflix category I call. Yeah. I wrote a whole article about how much I love review. I it thought it was great, my Henry. You got some. Cli- I got one clip from. I, I, it was on my computer. Mm-hmm. But review. Can you describe review? So review with Forrest McNeil is that he is given life experiences to review, mm-hmm. and somebody just says like, "Hey, what's it like to be a babysitter? What's it like to be short? What's it like to do these things?" And then he does them, except that. Forrest like, McNeil is a the, crazy weirdo, but he's but, but he with the sincerity and journalistic integrity yes. of someone going after a Pulitzer. And, mm. and the, the clip I, I love is, is is from one of the early episodes. This is not from this season where he's like, "What's it like to make a sex tape?" <laughs> and he can't talk his wife into it, but yeah. he is so committed to it. It's like I have to do this. I have to buy a sex doll <laughs> and fuck it on camera just to know what this experience is like. It's my job, and I love his. Katrina's alluring titanium infrastructure gave her a weight of over a hundred pounds. An obvious design flaw, since there's no possible way I'm the most out of shape person who owns one of these. But somehow, she and I would find a way to ecstasy. Uh, oh, play yeah. the procrastination one. That's that's one of my favorites. Hello and welcome oh, to is... Review. I'm Forrest McNeil, and this is my co-host AJ Gibbs. Life is a trip, and this show is my passport. AJ. Where shall we go next? Um, I just sorry, thought that yeah. was a good introduction to the show, uh, but which, uh, the, procrastination. the procrastination. So, one. like, I think last season he ended up what, like, getting he in a went f- too far. Where Damn. he wanted he he. So at the end of last season, he went crazy and quit and uh, disappeared because his wife divorced him and yeah. he it's, tricked her into thinking he was dead. It is the meanest, he had an arch accent, and I, I think it, it, it is the meanest I've seen the show treat its main treat its main character, yeah. especially it, for someone who's just like so by default nice. Yeah. It's it's a very the thing that's most interesting about it is the consistency that yeah. each episode follows the next. It's not meant yeah. to be watched randomly. Mm-hmm. So this is just a I don't want to reveal too many. There's so yeah. many great twists in season Ugh. two, but he's assigned to do procrastination, which well, he has he's able. To re- veto he gets reviews. two. Yeah. He got two vetoes this year because and he because was, people he are like, likes, what's it like to murder somebody? But he skipped. You can veto that. Don't don't, don't <laughs> reveal that. But like in the first episode, they're like, "Oh, you get in a fight," and he's like, "People thought, oh, you're gonna veto that." He's like, "No, no, I'm gonna get in a fight," and that resulted in going into yeah. a coma for several months. <laughs> uh, but, oh, that's right, because he picked a fight with someone with a gun and got shot. Yeah. But then, meanwhile, <laughs> he's asked to do procrastination, something seemingly easy. I swear to God, this reminds me of dealing with Michael with everything. <laughs> off to procrastinate <laughs> oh well wait a minute oh I have a problem what's the problem the problem is my task here is to procrastinate yes good luck well a procrastinator doesn't do his task because to procrastinate is to not do your task 
You know what I mean? So my task is to not do my task. I think it feels like there's an impossible logic flaw at the heart of this question. I don't know if I can do this. Can I just say sometimes you're a little rigid on the rules? <laughs> oh, that's right. You were, you're saying he yeah. didn't want me to reveal that he uses a veto for that. No, yeah. So he uses veto on the progress. Spoiler. Yeah, yeah, sorry. It's a spoiler. Okay. But no, it's just an amazing season. His father joins the show. Yeah. And he's oh, God. Not, not his actual real life father, but his father is this, so great. This clip is like, what's it like to William tell somebody? Yeah, so he so has he, to try and convince his own father to shoot an arrow. He's like, I Well, don't so want first to- he thinks he's going to have to do it to his son. He's yeah. shoot, <laughs> practicing oh, to right. shoot at his son. But then he realizes, like, when they said a William tell... They, I realized I could do the reverse and be the son shot at by my father. And so he, he like bullies his dad yeah. into shooting yeah, arrows at him. like such a sweet, gray, bearded old man. He's like, a wonderful, I love you, son. Man. And so this is them. This is terrible. Would somebody put the apple back on my head, please? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh my God. He's, he's already oh been shot once. Oh, thank you. Yes. God, that hurts. Go. You can do it, Dad. Andy Daly is one of the greatest yeah. prop performers there is. He's so amazing. Like his his album Nine Sweaters is great too. Listen to that, but he's he's so great, and he's the perfect man to play Forrest McNeil because they have these written scenarios, and he works very hard. He's an executive producer on the show too, but mm-hmm. it's also about improvising in the moment. Oh, you yeah. just have to live in the moment and act out these scenes, and it's amazing. Like yeah, yeah the the episode with his magic ball where he's like, oh, do, <laughs> oh, do, yeah. do yeah, everything with a magic eight ball bossing you around and he puts it in a bag, a that's in, a fanny pack that's in front of his junk and so he just reaches in the eight ball but he doesn't want people to see him looking at an eight ball because he thinks he'll look crazy. <laughs> so it just looks like he's jerking off all the yeah. time through the uh, I don't want to spoil him but my two favorite reviews of the year were Blackmail, which is yes. one of the darkest ones mm-hmm. and, um... Oh, God, Blackmail. Oh, shit, I'm forgetting the, the other one. Um... Cult? No, no, no. Perfect body? Uh, never. Well, why'd you bring it up, Dave? I'm sorry. I forgot, I forgot the other one. <laughs> My favorite one, thing is I forget. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, s- plain sex? The yes, sex. yes. My plain club, plain yes. sex that that ends oh. with him, him fucking a prostitute in front of his girlfriend and son while making eye contact. Yeah. Just to get the Because he done. takes a, what, a porn star or someone, on the, or a prostitute and on the plane. Yeah, here's a problem. He gets everyone, a stripper first and his man, she won't do it. It's, it's on a plane that has a, what, The a review is what's it addict. like to join the Mile yeah. High Club, yeah. and so he has to try. But he didn't know that the plane was filled with sex addicts, so they all fuck the prostitute <laughs> before him, and he can only do it in the seat because there's turbulence. Uh. <laughs> God damn it. Um, well, I and did, then there was Nathan for You also, which mm. was the other good Comedy Central. There great was, Comedy Central. I show. really, really, really love Nathan for You. Yeah. Um, so maybe you should start with the um, the price match one. I, that's that's, that's that, one of my favorite episodes. Yeah. Nathan for You, he helps out businesses. And then, unlike all the other shows, this is kind of a reality show. Yeah. Suppo- as far as it seems, it is him really doing it and to he, these he, people. He wants to help out a local television electronics salesman. Yeah. And what's the plan? Because Best Buy has a price match policy. Yeah. You lower the price prices of your TV to $1, Best Buy will be forced to lower yeah. their TVs, their TVs to $1. And you buy their TVs. And we will buy their TVs for $1, meanwhile putting your $1 TVs yeah, behind they, such... Just, it describes the whole thing. Oh, God damn it. Alan was on board to move forward with dropping the price on one of his premium Samsung HD TV models to just $1 a piece. 
But once the new discounted price went into effect, people would be flocking to Spears to get the deal. So to help dissuade these bargain hunters from buying up all of Allen's dollar TVs, I implemented a strict dress code requiring customers to wear formal attire just to enter the store. I then had all the dollar TVs move to an area at the back of the store and had a new wall constructed to surround this area that could only be entered through a tiny two-foot tall door. Finally, in between the door and the TVs, I added a live alligator, which would hopefully force customers who made it this far to reconsider their decision to take advantage of the great offer. Yeah, uh, yeah. The, the whole bit of the show is like a struggling business needs some new yeah, idea yeah. to get people or attention. And he, of course, comes in with it absurd. And that's why I liked it more than, like, for some reason, review didn't really get me because I'd watched so I think much. you wanted to see mean things happen to real people. Yeah, well, because I've watched so much Nathan for you that I was just like, oh, that would be funny. And then when it goes to, like, a similar idea but scripted, it's not a similar idea, yeah. but, like, the I vibe was. It's in the same world. The vibe was kind of there to do a similar thing yeah. to, like, surprise people in real life. And it's mm-hmm. like, oh. It's a scripted thing. I was yeah. looking for more Nathan for you because these escalate so wildly. And in an era where Daily Show and Colbert got so big, they couldn't trick people mm. anymore. Yeah. Mm. Like Colbert interviewing people was so much fun because they had no idea who he was. That's true. The Better Know a District. Better Know a District kind of, is the best thing. It kind of fizzled out because <laughs> everybody's fun. like, why would I talk to you? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, they never put them on DVD. Like I, To this day, I want just a collection of that shit. But Nathan for you is, is still... Well, Nathan's such an unassuming, yeah. bland yeah. guy. Yeah. People, they don't think he's a comedian. Yeah. I, I, and he's super yeah. straight, like just monotone voice. The I other clip is a very much uh, Nathan being a, a straight man. Just, this is... From the, uh, the, the guy Man Zone. So when women go shopping in a clothes store, men get bored. Here's a room that guys can go into while they're to like hang, they're, while just hang shop. out, and he like and gets like public domain football. And yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, it's gonna, it's yeah. Things were off to a good start. The guy's girlfriend was leisurely shopping while back in the zone. You know what I feel like? <laughs> a mother effing beer. <laughs> it was just boys being boys. Nice catch. Just two dudes doing what guys do best. Crack that shit. <laughs> Hanging out, grabbing a brewski, and watching royalty-free football. <laughs> oh, yeah. Tampa Bay Bandits versus Houston Gamblers. It's an uh, old, old videotape from, like, 1987. Uh, oh, that's the, U- that's the U.S. Football League that, that, Donald, that, Trump that Donald Trump killed. Yeah. Oh. And that's Houston like, Gamblers. Houston Gamblers. Uh, up the, it's on Netflix, yeah. the documentary Small there's Potatoes. A, there's a great, um, a great episode of Bob's Burgers where Nathan mm. Fielder plays Tina's uh, oh, suitor, yes. yeah. and they sound exactly the same. It's yeah. wonderful. Him and Dan Mintz are kind of the same person. <laughs> yeah. uh, by uh, the way, I mean, it's not a big thing. Bob's Burgers was still great this year. I love Bob's Burgers still. Mm-hmm. But like their Thanksgiving right, episode. Just a little more. we got to wrap up our TV portion. I don't think Community got a li- enough love, and I think that no. it, was, it was harder for everybody to see and to see uh, at the same time. Yahoo Screen sucks. Yahoo yes. Screen sucks. They said they were disappointed, lost money they on lost it, and I said to them, maybe you should have brought out an app that was on anything other than the Xbox 360, and yeah. maybe your ad should have worked, because <laughs> I never saw one, yeah. and I had to hook up my old console just to watch your shit, yeah. a show that I really liked. I would have been on your service for a while. Yeah. And then again, if it, Yahoo Screen hadn't failed, the Joel Hodgson would still be employed for his Yahoo Screen True, show, man. and he wouldn't have done a Kickstarter. So this is my my favorite episode. It's the third episode. It all again, community is great. You can watch them all on Hulu and a bunch of other places. But like it is great. This episode resol- revolves around the competing college and yes there is a competing community college. Hmm. Uh, creates an ad showcasing uh, it's a smear piece on Greendale Community College <laughs> because Greendale Community College may or may not have uh, given a dog a diploma. <laughs> <Yeah>. and, <laughs> yeah. 
And it looks like the, so the whole episode is about fighting this, this and uh, they find out they can get on a technicality. Unpaid library fees, $15. Diploma withheld until payment remitted. Unpaid library fees, $15. Diploma withheld until payment remitted. No degree. The commercial's a lie. I'm going to call the station right now and have them pull the ad. Eat crap, Ruffles, and not just your own. Guys, <laughs> let it go. What are you talking about? The sad truth is that a dog can get a degree here. Yeah, but the happy <laughs> truth is none did. There's a difference between truth and honesty. Library dues? Who cares? Ruffles put the work in relative to Greendale. That city college ad may be technically a lie, but it's really dishonest to kill it on a technicality. And dragging this dog's name through the mud? That's worse than dishonest. That's evil. Evil? I'll cop to silly. Some things are silly and evil, like candy cigarettes. And remember when Flavor Flav had that reality show? And <laughs> uh, yeah, more think about it, like the more I remember some really great episodes. Keith, da- Keith David, yeah. fuck the absolute yeah. shit. We, I liked that they had a weekly release, but maybe they should have just had it be a binge watch yeah. thing. But everybody, mm-hmm. yeah, I was, I was watching it at midnight every time it premiered, but nobody else was. And then that was hard. The finale watch. was a gut punch, man. It was. It was, and it great, especially when you realize it really is. It is the finale. The episode is called. They talk about an Irish goodbye in the beginning. And that is because the episode is an Irish goodbye too of this. I'm acting like maybe Keith David's yeah. a good transition for another one of the best of the year. Oh hell yeah! Oh yeah! You gotta get swifty. You gotta get swifty in here. It's time to get swifty. Get swifty? What the hell is that? It's our world's best effort. <laughs> that's what. <laughs> Take off your pants and your panties. Shit on the floor. <laughs> Time to get swifty in here. I'm Mr. Bulldog. Uh, so I don't think of this as 2015 show because I watched the episode in 2014. Ah, uh, see, I didn't see that. Did yeah, you, guys you didn't see hang this out for the second night. Yeah, yeah. but I, I, I do. I do. You got. I do agree that the best episode of the season is Total Rickall. Yes. Yes. Uh, uh, I, have a, I, have, I have a clip, for, and I can't. I shouldn't uh, neglect how much fun I've had this year yeah. because. One, this clip emphasizes how much Justin Roiland loves Nintendo, yeah. uh, creator <laughs> of Rick and Morty. And we also have personal evidence of that because we tweeted him, asking him to come play Smash Brothers, and yeah. he did. He, he came over up. to the house and sh- may or may not have showed us advanced episodes or, yes. of, of Rick and Morty. He may have stayed up with us till four in the morning doing yes. so. may have drank. And like, yeah. this, this was great. The, I call it the Mr. Poopy Butthole episode. It's the total recall. But just because... This isn't a TV show. A character is doing this, and I do this almost every day. But, Rick, even you have to admit, you do tend to overreact to stuff. You guys, we gotta hurry. I just got back from Walmart. They're selling Nintendo 3DS systems for $149.99 on sale. Plus, every time you buy one, you get a $50 gift card. Bring the total price down to $110 after tax. Now listen, we can flip those sons of bitches for $230 a piece. Easy! They're all limited edition Zelda ones. Hurry! Hurry! Come with me! We can be rich, and we also all get to keep one, and we can play Nintendo games. Nintendo, give me free stuff. Okay? Yeah. 
I did my best to try to get him free stuff from Nintendo, but I don't know if I succeeded. I did like that. That I remember cracking up when I saw that. Like when Justin showed it to us, I'm like, I did that. I did that on Thanksgiving the previous you year. Pre- yeah, as a as a television show creator and writer, tried yeah. to scam Target out of discounted <laughs> no. Zelda 3ds's. No, total. Yeah, total recall is such a great mega high concept episode, but. Yeah. There were so many other awesome ones. Oh, I did love the, the one with one. Stephen Colbert where yeah, they go into the battery yeah. and oh. keep summer safe. Like, <laughs> that was amazing. And then the final episode was a hard episode, yeah. and especially the the very last yeah. scene with the, with the, the, with a call. But to, I don't want to no, spoil too it. much. But yeah, the season finale was great too. Especially now, like oh, you gotta have to wait. <laughs> wait a we year. gotta close out TV. Because I just wanted to give a quick shout out to South Park this season, a show mm-hmm. I I constantly forget to watch and just don't care about that much. Oh, yeah. And then I forget what it was the um, the Stick of Truth mm-hmm. arc, where all of a sudden it was like three movies, three episodes in continuity. It was like a movie, and then after that they just started keeping the show in continuity. Yeah, like and last season was a full full. Like, it was. Continuity I saw thing some of that, but this Lord this I was and, yeah. transfixed, and I know a lot of people. I'm seeing a lot of people who like us like don't like South Park anymore. Like yeah. they uh, have problems with the show. A PC principal they think are, is mocking sensitivity, mm-hmm. and I can totally see that. I'm not sure what their point was with PC principal yeah. uh, sometimes, but he's hysterical. He's a frat character who constantly grabs a microphone and talks too loud, and it yeah. pops his peas and, and puts his sunglasses backwards on his it's, head. It's really funny. I, mm-hmm. And it's bigger than ever. Woo, woo, woo. You hear that? That's the sound of 2015 pulling you over, people. Suck it. <laughs> it makes... That PC principle makes me laugh to such a great degree. And one of my favorite... Like, you, I understand... We talked about that on a bonus time. I don't want to get too much into it. I understand if you think topics aren't funny in mm. uh, South Park. You're free to not like South yeah. Park. But I do love that their job is to take on a topic every week and make an episode of it yeah. a week. That's crazy. I think my only problem with it this season is that the, the, the continued storyline, it got a bit mm-hmm. dumb at the end. It's like, I thought it was hysterical. ads are becoming humanized. And I, love, that's, that's I love the, the early stuff. Like, yeah. P- PC principle is not the enemy, which is, yeah. I don't think that's how Matt and Trey feel. Yeah. Uh, but in the, it was all became down to sponsored content, yeah. which is a different kind but of... I love the stuff at the beginning of the season about like gentrification and yes, things, which is that, happening all around us. The Yelp episode, Boogers and Come, not going to do it to you, Henry. <laughs> But I, there's a clip. My probably my favorite episode was the Yahweh episode. Yeah. Craig cross tweak. Oh, uh, yeah. And that what was so great about it Yowie. is that they, they made it, Yowie. Yowie. They made a call like, "Give us your Craig and tweak arts." And within a week, <laughs> there was a show that incorporated like all these deviant artists' <laughs> yeah. art. And so these the Japanese girl students start drawing tweak and Craig together in gay relationships, <laughs> but they're not even friends and don't know why. So, the, but because because PC principal and people like him, everybody is cheering them on. You go for it, kids. Be cr-. like, God damn it, I'm not gay. And I love PC principal talking to them about their gay relationship. All right, guys. I know there's been a lot of rumors flying around. Just wanted to check in, see if you have any questions for me. Why are the Asian girls drawing pictures of us being gay? What's wrong with being gay? Nothing wrong with that. But we aren't. I'm not. I'm not either. That is completely irrelevant, okay? <laughs> what matters, and the reason I brought you in here, is that you understand affirmative consent. What's that? If there is a romantic relationship here, you have to make sure your partner is comfortable with any sexual exploration. <laughs> now, in a gay relationship, it gets a little trickier, but you still have to follow some guidelines, all right? But I got gay. I don't care about that, bro. Tweet <laughs> it. And I'm only saying if, at some point, you wanted to touch Craig's penis, you can't just go grabbing for it, all right? You would need to say something like, Craig, <clears throat> is it all right with you if I touch your penis? Okay? Let's try it out. No! You want two weeks' attention instead? This shit's important. 
Hey, can I touch your penis? Okay, good. Now, Craig, you might say, you may touch my penis. I'm comfortable with that. <laughs> or, of course, you could say, no, you may not touch my penis at this time. No, you may not. Okay, now we're getting somewhere. Now, Craig, <laughs> what would you say if you wanted to take a gander at Tweak's asshole? <laughs> gander. Gander. Uh, I, I don't know. This, this season had too many great moments to outshine the ones... I don't know. I think I think if South Park didn't exist, you'd wish it yeah. did. Yeah, I mean, uh, and then they're still added in season seven, eighteen, mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah, to have, to have two to three amazing episodes this season. Yeah, and, and, and I think they're at least finding new things to do when they do ten episodes in a row instead yeah. of like eight and eight, which they used to do. Yeah. yeah. It, they get more together. I like that they're planning stuff more. I I did like the PC principal wasn't really the enemy in the end. It's yeah. just uh, at the at the best you can say, oh, it's well meaning. Like everybody means to do good, but it, though I will say, and Bill Hader coming on to like voice yeah. a yeah. character, he wrote on the fucking he wrote show. the show because he was so. bored in between SNLs. Bill Hader, yeah. but no, good. the I I still think back to Man Bear Pig and think like, oh, you guys thought climate change was bullshit. I. Do you still think that now? Again, like, you still... you're reflecting your yeah. current values on things. They were people who had to skewer everything yeah. in the news. I think my bigger, I don't think they yeah. don't they, believe they, in climate change. Fighting, they don't believe in it. They've been. They've they been, don't. The, I could show you five different episodes about why they think climate change is bullshit. I don't think Smug that... Alert, Man Bear Pig, the um, the episode with the Terrence and Philip reunion where they're where they're being forced to do climate change. I refuse change stuff. to believe Trey Parker it's... and Stone don't believe in climate change. I, they put it on their show quite a lot. I'm just saying. But isn't that really more a projection of what you're feeling and less of what they're it's, feeling? Yeah, it's not the artists. No. Uh, uh, yeah. the, let's. We should move on. This has been a long first segment. It really has. When we come back, we will talk about a couple more things. Movies, light video games, uh, music even. Yeah. Well, they're gonna treat you special. I'm telling you, chum. Now get yourself ready for some boogers and cum. Boogers and cum. That's called the Yelper Special. Boogers and cum. Say, what's that on your pretzel? Your online critiques are real useful to some. Now have a good time eating boogers and cum. Someone farted on your salad But your decor critiques are valid You think you're special like you're A number one Well there's a whole lot of special in Boogers and Gum Holiday greetings everybody Can you you hear that ominous wind? I'm recording this outside in the depths of Florida Yes, we're still on break uh, But I wanted to say thank you guys for listening Especially if you're tuning into our Best of episode I know we're all having a pretty busy holiday break as you can see at lasertimepodcast.com, I'm later in a bunch of articles. I don't know if they'll ever come up, but we do have some holiday year-end wrap-up content. Can you feel that wind coming? The fuck, Florida? That's rain in the middle of the sun. Anyway, you can't hear the, you can't hear the wind. We're just going to put a music bed under this, aren't we? Anywho, I might be later in a couple of articles, but that does not mean we don't have a bunch of wrap-up year-end content at lasertimepodcast.com. No, not... There'll be another episode of Talking Simpsons, that's for sure. But there's also going to be a best of comic books for Cape Crisis. Uh, Video Game Apocalypse has a best of uh, has the best video games of 2015, and VG Empire at VGEmpire.com has the best video game music of the year. I'm pr- I'm pretty sure Cheap Popcast has something up. I'm having some caching issues on my phone. I'm trying to get this podcast up for you in the middle of Tallahassee with very little internet. I hope it works, guys. I can't wait to come back. And as always, the best of you. The patrons, uh, patreon.com slash leisure time. I can't wait to tell you about uh, trials and tribulations of being 35 years old and coming back to your hometown and sleeping in your parents' house for over a week. Uh, it, it could get interesting. It's not that interesting. But 
There's a bonus uh, episode for everybody at patreon.com slash laser time. Thank you so much for your support, and we will see you in 2016. Laser time, second segment. Welcome back, everybody. Alston, before you leave... Yeah, the song bringing us in. Uh, we didn't talk too much about our favorite game music because we do have our uh, VG Empire more or less about that with our album of the year and our uh, best of 2015. But Splatoon, yeah. uh, Ink or Sync is the song bringing us in off the great uh, Splatoon soundtrack. It didn't make album of the year, as you'll find out. Uh, just barely, <laughs> though. I did love this this soundtracks a lot, and I wanted to at least give it a, a shot I love here. Splatoon's aesthetic more than the actual game. Yeah, the aesthetic is great. The character designs are super fun. The colors they, they choose to use, and then the music is just incredible. Um, so it will, it will get attention in VG Empire, and... Uh, it is something I listen to more than the ga- album, the game will give album of the year, but uh, just the the range and diversity of this other game. Uh, it, it was too <laughs> it, was, it was too strong to to ignore. Um, but yeah, ink or st- ink or sink, ink or yeah. sink. I keep wanting to say ink or stink, but uh, ink or sink. Yeah, let's go with sink. Splatoon, uh, everybody. Yeah, yeah. I got to catch a train. So, Get uh, out of here, guys. We're, this is our last day, guys. We're recording our last day in town. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, we're probably not going to talk about one movie because this is we will watch it in a few hours. hours before we see it. <laughs> yes, um, yeah. But Star Wars: The Force Awakens, which I, I'm glad I haven't had really anything yeah. spoiled. I think. I mean, I only know it has everybody good, I'm yeah. down with on Facebook seems to be like my new favorite list of Star Wars movies: hmm. Empire, Force Awakens. Oh, wow. I, mm-hmm. I saw that in a couple places. Yeah, mm-hmm. or. The meanest thing I saw was saying like, "Well, yeah, it's better. It's better than the prequels, but that's a very low bar." Most people would at least put it have put it above Jedi. Oh wait, we were supposed to talk about mine. We have a game of the year episode for Video Game Apocalypse. Oh yes, yeah. But one thing I didn't give to give a shout out to, uh, I, I'm not a huge Call of Duty player. I played a bunch of them. They're fine. Um, Nothing exceptional. Nice story this year, I guess. Uh, New sure. New style. Like I just. Eh, don't care. Like better resonators. You iterate every year. That's cool. Mm-hmm. The zombies mode with uh. a disgraced magician played by Jeff Goldblum in the forties <laughs> battling zombies. Uh-huh. That I, I wish I would shovel the rest of the game into the ocean <laughs> and re- I find out find a way to release that on its own and support it for multiple years. Mm-hmm. That game I thought it was fantastic. I love. They basically the did mode. make like three games in one there this are, year. Yeah, yeah. and. The, well, you know the game. I I wasn't on the episode mm-hmm. either, so my favorite game of the year was uh, just shows how specific and how much I dislike games now. Maybe, but I just I loved the Devil Survivor SMT Tactics games, and they made a remake of two that was forty hours longer, and I put a hundred hours into that. Well, I think we're yeah. all kind of coping with our new roles in life, yeah. and that there is not time in the unless your job is all games and knowing about games, mm-hmm. there is not. I can't be that expert anymore. Well, I feel that way about movies too. Like, uh, movies, movies were a little rough this year. I, I mean, my, I was my looking, lady and I don't get to the theater. We rent a shitload yeah. of stuff on Amazon, huh. a ton of stuff, but it's hard to get all the new releases. I have not seen yet. I looked yeah. at a bunch of lists of best movies of the year, 2015's best movies, and 
uh, on so many of them, like I didn't even know this film existed. <laughs> yeah. Like about half of them, which well, that's me a, I still, from ten years ago would be so disappointed. I in still read about all these things and yeah. quietly wait until they show up on Amazon or like reading all about Tangerine. And as yeah. we speak, I think it just plopped onto Netflix. Yeah, I didn't see it the month it was out, and like a month later, it's on Netflix and the, uh, the two, Amazon. The two I'm waiting to see, other than Force Awakens, obviously that comes out in the fall at uh, Christmas time, is Hateful Eight and Carol. I've heard yeah. both very great things about that. Well, I mean. Carol. There's no way I'm not seeing Hateful Eight. Yeah. Well, meanwhile, Carol is a uh, get this, Dave. I'm sure you'll be excited. It's a film about a lesbian romance between uh, a uh, woman in her 50s, played by Kate Blanchett, and a young shop girl, played by Rooney Mara. Oh, and uh, it's based now on a popular book. But you like mean Fantastic Four is Rooney? I'd watch for three. <laughs> Uh, no, wait, no, that's was it? no, that's Kate Mara. Oh, Rooney Mara is the dragon, uh, oh, girl dragon okay. tattoo. Uh, also, no, oh, my bad. Okay, for movies that we actually did see and enjoy, mm-hmm. I I did like that the Onion AV Club still seemed to stick with what my favorite movie was this year mm-hmm. that I've seen so far. We'll see if Hateful Eight can beat it. Mad Max Fury Road, yeah. Yeah, which we yeah. gushed about on our half of the year special. Oh, what a day! What a lovely day! <laughs> It was the it was amazing. Uh, amazing. I had when I have to talk about like I, like a year ago, I had to talk about Fast and the Furious to my parents. Yeah. My dad, my NPR loving dad, it's like, ah, what is that? Is that a thing? And like, it is, it is everything movie making should be in the modern era. Mm-hmm. And Mad Max was that and more. Yeah, it was a great film, like a, like an excellent film, but with a vision and a kind of thing, something you could only do with physical objects that fit in the frame of a camera. Yeah. Like, it's everything... And Fast and Furious totally does that, too. That's And that's why I think it deserves to be appreciated. There's a ton of CG in the shot, but the yeah. idea is, like, let's perform this play all over the world <laughs> with mm-hmm. real things, people, mm-hmm. and objects. It's... I don't know. It's, it's popcorn as shit, but I still think it's, like, that's what movies should be in yeah. this era. Like, when I look at... Mar- like, I love Marvel movies, but, like, they're all kind of yeah. ugly and green screen and like it's mm. my it, they work on my pre-established roots with the franchises yeah. and Mad Max who's really a Mad Max fan in 2015 like you yeah. had to, George Miller years. was the only one for a while <laughs> it's it's in like I saw god that New York Times best of the 2015 mm. I thought that was hysterical because it's just written like I cannot believe you kinds of people still exist <laughs> I'm very disappointed I haven't seen Bridge of Spies yet they still they still uh, put Mad Max at the top of the list. Wow! Oh. And that remember that is the fourth the movie Times. in a sci-fi series. Yeah. I, it's a guilty, it's an explodey sequel. But and well, this was like the only movie. Well, we started doing Monday Night Movies mm-hmm. this year. This is like the only movie. Like the second it came out on mm-hmm. DVD and Blu-ray and digital and all that, we were like, we have to do commentary on this because oh, that's it's, true. Yeah. Patrons can listen to the whole thing, yeah. can't mm-hmm. they? Now. Um, but okay, as far as things that go for past July or from mm-hmm. July forward. Magic Mike XXL. Yeah. Uh, Brett, I've not seen it yet. Brett and I, along with uh, some of the ladies, uh, Cherry talk, and Talking Carolyn. with the ladies on Don't Read the Comments About It. Yeah. I, I love... Lizzie but, called uh, Channing Tatum a buff swan. <laughs> so here's... Okay, so Magic Mike XXL, it is definitely about watching beautiful bodies dance around and seeing these gorgeous men. Like, it is... And I think that's a service in and of itself. We talked about it with Danielle Riendo, actually, yeah. when she was on Cave Crisis, because she review, reviewed it for Polygon. It's pretty eye-opening. The, yeah, it's it's also for women. Like, we get catered to uh, straight time, yeah. straight men, or gay men, too, mm-hmm. get catered to all the time in films of, like, look at these hot people. But women don't get it in a way that, like, Magic Mike does. True. And so, in the theater I was in, and I've heard this from multiple people who saw it, 
just the women in the audience go wild for it because it's just exciting and it's this the film is about giving a positive space for sexual expression for I, women that isn't like slut shaming or I, I remember one of my takeaways of talking to Danielle about it it's like it just wasn't those movies where there's a bunch of guys together and everybody's mm. giving each other shit and being yeah. mean to one another like that happens in real life I'm like Danielle, that was totally my life. Yeah, but the idea that like you—that's all you—that's the only male relationship yeah. mm-hmm. you've ever seen on screen. Yeah, is, but, but instead, is interesting. Instead, yeah, instead in this film, they're all straight buddies who Are, do joke around with each other, but they're hyper positive. <laughs> Nobody calls each other a faggot. Yeah. Nobody says uh, you're a pussy and man. Like, and same. So in this uh, clip I lined up here, this is the Cheetos and water scene. So just a quick set of Joe Manganiello, who honestly like kind of has the hottest spot in the whole film. <laughs> Channing Tatum's uh, up there too. But, where's Kevin Nash? Uh, he's at the bottom. But uh, hey, look, Tarzan, he doesn't even move in this movie. But look, the <laughs> point, squads. it was really weird to talk with other people about that movie and then say like, Kevin Nash is in this like big mm. sexy you all these people have no fucking clue who yeah. Kevin Nash is mm. but anyway so the scene called Cheetos and Water is that Channing Tatum is telling him this film is also about making art their art yeah. is dancing and he's telling him like quit doing all this like uh, super cliche stuff of being a cop or the fireman or all this stuff you're not a fireman and he's challenging him all right. Well, just uh, play this. Play this. Go in there. And no, make the that's it. That's all you yeah. got to do. And if you look, if you can't do that, then no one fucking can. And I'll go back and do the fucking old routine. Oh, okay. That's a fair deal. That's a fair deal. You're, you're not a fucking. No. You're not a fireman, Richie. You're not a fireman. I want to hear you say it. I'm not a fireman. I am not a fireman. Well, I'm not a fucking fireman. You hate fire. I'm a fucking male entertainer. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. You can fucking do it. Now come do it. So, <laughs> so what follows is you got to look it up because it is an amazing dance routine, and he's challenged to dance for this lady in just alone in a in a gas station mm-hmm. and just dance in there and make her smile. Yeah. And that's a weird thing too because she is uh, not a, not a gorgeous woman. He's dancing for. Uh, but they're just like she's never happy. We can't make yeah. her happy. They're interested in making her happy. Yeah. That's what's Whereas sweet. another movie would have been like, I don't want to dance for her. She's ugly. Look at that fat pig. I got to dance for her. <laughs> that was just Trump. But um, <laughs> also, by the way, Joe Manganiello the is with dancer. Sofia Vergara, which yeah. like they're married. So that shows oh, you, well, you know, they, good for him. They're yeah. a certain. They're a certain equal attractiveness. Okay. Anyway, hey, speaking. If you think it's gay to see Magic Mike XXL, you are wrong. Like just. Enjoy it and I, see I, what the ladies enjoy. I okay. do. I do wonder. Um, seeing seeing a bunch of stuff like seemingly geared towards ladies, mm-hmm. I didn't look at them as uh, not being geared at me. I'm like, this seems refreshing and new, yeah. and mm-hmm. I've never seen anything like this before. And one of those movies that I just watched was Spy. Yes, I, I love Spy, that movie. Spy, too. like, and remember we talked about it bafflingly. Like, this movie is. The highest rated movie of the year, according to Rotten Tomatoes, yeah, in the I, middle of the year, and, and I watched it. And like this is, I don't know what what it is about it, but like every single second of it was laugh out loud funny yeah. to me. And like, the, and the, I know, I think it's the poster. The poster makes it look like a Tyler Perry movie. Yeah. Well, the, so it's the an, ads, she's in an old lady wig, yes. and like not that, like oh, she's actually. She's actually an, inc- an incredibly capable spy and just getting the chance to do it mm. for the first time. Yeah, the, the trailers make you think it's about a fat idiot who yeah. fails at being a spy. The thing is that she is hyper-competent, hyper mm-hmm. 
uh, Melissa McCarthy in the film, and that everybody else is t- pulling her down and mm-hmm. doubting her, and yeah. she has to prove herself a million times in a row. I mean, that's, not that, unlike mm-hmm. women every day. That, that scene where like uh, she's chasing after the guy, gets him, she, and he pulls, he knocks her down and pulls a knife on her, and like in one mm-hmm. second she disarms him with her feet and turns the knife around stabs him in the stomach he falls over the ledge and she's like oh god is he dead is he dead and then throws up all oh. over his body is <laughs> what really is good. one of the greatest visual comedic scenes I've seen all year and I'm saying that so I don't feel like I've been tough on Melissa McCarthy I'm just on the hook for saying she wrote and directed Tammy which is one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my, in yeah. my life mm-hmm. it, it, I, I really hated that movie and I, but I liked everything she's done with Paul Fagg yeah. mm-hmm. so that seems to be the magic combination and Jude Jude Law is excellent in it too as playing a doofus his opening I don't want to spoil the opening the first joke in the movie but he's hilarious in that Dude. Jason Statham too is fantastic mm-hmm. J- that's, yeah. the, that's the cl- the scenes of like everybody assuming she has cats mm-hmm. is so funny and a different kind of joke and wait let me just get this clip out of the way the one with her Jason Statham uh, is a hard-nosed spy doesn't want to work with uh, Melissa McCarthy uh, but ends up meeting up with her anyway right guys I know there's been a lot of rumors flying around <laughs> that's the wrong just wanted one. to check in see if you have any questions for me why are the Asian girls drag pictures of what are you doing in my room well how did I get into this shitbox hotel room because I'm a real spy I thought you quit we have to stop the sale of a nuclear bomb and they send in someone who looks like Santa Claus's fucking wife uh, <laughs> did you forget I am undercover because you're not supposed to be here. Well, I'll make a habit of doing things that people say I can't do. Walk through fire. Walk ski blindfolded. Take up piano at a late age. And I'm going to take down DeLuca and Raina and Dudiev. I'm going to get that bomb back. Why do you even care what I do? You really think you're ready for the field? I once used defibrillators on myself. I put shards of glass on my fucking eye. I've jumped from a high-rise building using only a raincoat as a parachute <laughs> and broke both legs upon landing and I still had to pretend I was in a fucking Cirque du Soleil show I've swallowed enough microchips and shit them back out again to make a computer this arm has been ripped off completely and reattached with this fucking arm I don't know that that's possible I mean medically during the threat of an assassination attempt I appeared convincingly in front of Congress as Barack Obama <laughs> in blackface that's not appropriate. Watch the couple that raised me explode in a van. Watch the woman I love get tossed from a plane and hit by another plane midair. I drove a car off a freeway on top of a train <laughs> while I was on fire. Not the car. I was on fire. This is your intense. Every, yeah. every single yeah. second of that, somebody is saying, like, Melissa McCarthy doesn't get a ton of great lines. It's got a lot of great moments, and I hate yeah. to, that it's just yeah. Jason Satham seemingly improving. I don't yeah. believe it. Well, the, com- that's what's funny in it, too, is it's the a- action people do the jokes, and the joke, the com- comedians do the action in the movie. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's like, like a kitchen it, fight with. Uh, yeah, really because whoever, whoever yeah. Her, uh, her. The mean girlfriend or the. Oh, the British lady? Yeah, yeah. she's. She's great, too. Ridiculous. I feel like I haven't watched enough BBC television to know who she is. But also that two of my favorite podcasters, Jamie Denbo and Jessica Chafin, who are Rana and Beverly, mm-hmm. I love them so much. They have bit parts in the film too. The woman, really? the woman who has the uh, the mouse on her tits. The, she's like, "There's a mouse on my tits." That was That's, all of that was fucking hysterical. Yes, that, that was Jessica Chafin. There's and a then, mouse on my tits. And then the uh, the 
Maitre, uh, Maitre D, not Maitre D, the hostess at, at the French restaurant who's trying to get her to leave. She's like, "Oh no, you're not supposed to be here. You, you're not pretty enough." Like that. That was that was J- uh, Jamie Denbo. It was so great. Who, by the way, I got to meet both of them in person this year and like give them a hug and say how much I like their podcast. But I get. I'm glad that reviewers responded so well to Spy. It's an excellent comedy. It's gorgeous yeah like clearly shot on location mm. all over the place and oh, like and, again that, I'll say that's not the case with most Marvel movies yeah. green oh, screen and, out the ass and Peter Sarsgadarbadar from uh, the dude from uh, from Shaun of the Dead in space the the guy who's oh yes yeah. Peg, <laughs> he's so great is his multi language yeah, fucking dude. sex starved like, um, I would have sex with you uh, it was yeah. I really, yeah. really like. Spy. Don't yeah. yeah. Do Please not ignore it. the ads. Watch. Rose like, Burns really good in that. I'll, too. I'll call yeah. it right now. Maybe the funniest movie of the year. Uh, well, meanwhile, the most tear-inducing mm. had to be uh, Inside Out, right? Yeah. Uh, this is the clip I got of that because, like, this this is both. I think it's more poignant than it is funny, mm-hmm. and it it reminds me of a like. I I never moved away from home when I was a kid, but I switched schools and moved across town, which was like going to a different place. And I had this exact same experience. <laughs> and like giving voices to those, giving voices to the parts of your brain that are arguing with one another during moments like this. I became a crier. Yeah. In mm-hmm. third grade, like I, I cried every day in third grade, and I had a huge reputation for being a crybaby. Wow. And so th- this scene has always spoke to me. I always bring it up when I talk about why I love Inside Out. We go out on the lake almost every weekend. Oh, wait, I should, I should, I should give it some context. She's going to school for the first time, introducing herself. Mm. So it's uh, this little girl talking, mm. and it cuts away to the five emotions inside of her head, and joy is usually. In control of everything. Played by you Amy guys Cole. all know this. Yeah. Uh, but it you, made a billion dollars. But, I mean, but sadness against their will mm-hmm. is exerting force over joy. Well, I thought it was Melissa McCarthy, but it's actually no, the, it's uh, uh, Phyllis. Phyllis. From Phyllis. From the office. Yeah. Every weekend, or we did till I moved away. Hey, what Wait, gives? What? Hey, sadness! You touched a memory. We talked about this. Oh yeah, I know. I'm sorry. Get back in your circle. <laughs> What's going on? Get out of there, Joy! We used to play tag and stuff. Cool kids must spring at 3 o'clock. No. <laughs> you see that? Look! They're judging us! <laughs> Somebody help! Grab that! <laughs> but everything's different now. Since we moved. Oh no! We're crying at school! I had, I had yeah. that moment. I had oh. that moment. I shouldn't Oof. do this. I shouldn't I do this. Oh. Don't it, cry at school. Well, speaking of crying, this movie like yeah. really got to me. I've I've like you know shed a tear or two for other movies, but this one I full on like sobbed for a second or two. I, I was just like I it, can't. Yeah. This this might be my might be my favorite movie yeah. of the year inside that out. we've seen. And yeah, not only yeah. that, it, it elevated Pixar to a place like Good Dinosaur is not getting any rave yeah. reviews. But after after Brave, after the Cars movies, Brave the Cars movies, the Monsters Inc. prequel, all of those which are okay movies, but mm-hmm. Pixar always made excellent shit. And this came yeah. out of nowhere. And it, like, I hate to paraphrase Diana because she's going to listen and like call me on it when I uh, mm-hmm. get her get her comment wrong. I love the thing she pointed out to the movie about me. There is no villain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's no villain in this movie. Everybody is trying to do the right thing, mm-hmm. and that their emotions and sadness should be the villain. Mm-hmm. It isn't. Bing Bong is introduced. And in any other movie, again, this is Diana, 
in any DreamWorks movie, he would be revealed, yeah. obviously, to be the villain. And I was because totally ready for to it. to have a bad guy. Totally ready stuff. for it. But that's yeah. who it would be, the guy who's like been ignored for a couple years mm-hmm. and wants his status back. Instead, he's the he be, makes the biggest sacrifice yeah. in one of the most oh. tear-inducing oh. scenes ever. Oh. Uh, it, now, I saw it with my mom, which was also a tough film, <laughs> because it's, it's about parenting, too. Not mm-hmm. just her literal parents, but that... Joy is sees kind of her as her mom. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's she's the, her mother, and she's rem- she's looking at these dead memories like she used yeah. to do this and she mm-hmm. used to do this, and she doesn't even. Also, just the the recognizing of like growing up is forgetting things and mm-hmm. forgetting your memories. All these no, things not, that seem so important when you were it's five. Like what it's showing is that like what used to bring you so much joy when you remembered it, it is now tainted by sadness because it's something you can't recapture. Yeah. and like and. and the little girl at that point is right at that point in her life where like everything was lollipops and roses. Also, uh, what was hilarious was the the one of the funniest scenes was the dream theater. Like the way they film dreams <laughs> is like a crappy community production, yeah. but she views it as real. And then when the dog runs through <laughs> and destroys her, I, like, just, and the teeth fall out. I will, I will come out as someone who thinks society is uh, quickly moving into a direction. Again, I don't, I'm not really putting myself out there like this, but I got to say it: that doesn't know how to cope with sadness mm-hmm. of any kind. And the 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 moral of the movie is that like, let the sadness in, let it play, just don't let it be the boss. Yeah, yeah. And, and like, but it makes things important. Sad- I think South Park was making the same it. point as Inside Out in one of its episodes, mm-hmm. but it did it clumsily, and, and Inside Out did it much better. Like, you have to eat, you have to eat your vegetables emotionally. Mm-hmm. You got to eat them. And yeah, I, yeah, it. There was other bits too in it that I'd, I'd heard. That one of my other favorite podcasts of the year was called Crybabies, <laughs> and it's it's hosted by um, uh, Sarah Sarah, Sarah. Thayer and and uh, Susan Orlean, mm-hmm. the the writer who wrote the book that became adaptation. Uh, that so, and they just talk with comedians and, and actors about what, what made them cry. cry. And Susan, Earl, uh, sorry, Sarah Thayer has on Amy Poehler and tells her like, "I kind of am mad at you because you made my daughter like so sad. She was beside herself, but I realize she needed that. Yeah, like, I, mean, I can't, I shouldn't be protecting her I, from this. I sadness. see things of like in when Disney movies were coming out. I'm like, this scene was really upsetting. I'm like, that's the fucking." point mm-hmm. that is the point mm-hmm. to upset you so much that'll make this crescendo so much better that's mm-hmm. how life is mm-hmm. uh, I love that mm-hmm. Louis C.K. has to think about that like a Bruce Springsteen song making him sad and he's like oh I can't handle this right mm-hmm. now and instead of changing the station he let it wash over him cry it out and feel everything that needs to be felt and like I'm just like this is minorly disturbing and I don't want to deal with it right now and I move on and I go away and Inside Out was sort of like this has to happen it has to happen to you and all and like the whole world falls apart and is built up in a different way it this movie is beautiful it is also that's another good point about it that it's not about returning to normal like there is no normal that it's about building something new Yeah. yeah Uh, I will say Fast 7 made me tear up at the end this, too as dumb yeah. as it was see I was worried that, that I, See You yeah. Again song is the stupidest it's, it's yeah. the corniest bullshit song the, in the world but the, it made me cry the best unpublished vine I have all year mm-hmm. uh, we had rented a car to move shit of mine to Goodwill and I see someone on those stupid BC unicycles mm-hmm. while we're listening to the radio and that Fast and the Furious song <laughs> is on and I'm like I have to get a vine of this idiot mm-hmm. with this song coming out not thinking and I just whipped my phone out and shot it over the window 
not realizing it was on the driver's side window where Heidi was driving. Oh. And, she, and like I'm like, I need to land this perfectly. And she's like, I cannot see. And I'm driving. <laughs> and I'm telling her, keep pace with that guy. I'm turning uh, the radio up. And it didn't, it didn't come out well. Uh, though, Dave, were you touched by Creed? Did well, Creed, yeah. Creed was a touching film. I don't think I cried any. I was definitely feeling emotions about I it. I have though. not seen it yet. Dave and I both enjoyed it. Yeah. But everything I've heard about it seems amazing. This mm-hmm. clip, which I only watched to get this sound from mm-hmm. is it, it just it seems like this wonderful bookend of Rocky movies like to make everyone those are I think they were regarded for a long time as cheesy and bad movies yeah yeah, yeah. and I think since I guess since three or four four is well, pretty cornball yeah and five is just five is the worst and Rocky Balboa is okay it's it's mm. a bit you know, it's, it tries to be more like Rocky, which I again yeah. I've always said is is a great independent film. Yeah, I think the, mm. the, yeah, the problem with Rocky Balboa is that it's kind of unrealistic. The difference and, between oh, well, I want to hear this. This is taken from the tenth round, of the first fight, right? Good call. How'd you know that? I heard about a third fight between you and Apollo behind closed doors. That true? How'd you hear about that? Mm. Who won? It's kind of a secret. What'd you say your name was? Don. Okay, well, and the girl said you wanted to talk about something? Yeah, I want to talk to you about training me. Training? <laughs> I don't do that stuff no more. Sorry about that. Listen, it's getting kind of late, kid, so I'm going to uh, close up. How good was he? Oh, yeah, he's great. He's a perfect fighter. Ain't nobody ever better. So how'd you beat him? Time beat him. Time, you know. Takes everybody out. It's undefeated. Uh, anyway, I got a lot. So when Mickey died, he came and talked to you, right? <laughs> Taught you how to quit him. Yeah. Took you to L.A. Trained you. What's happened to Rocky? Brought you back. How do you know all this? How do you think? Mm. I really. Love really that. like that. The amount of respectability it gives to these cheesy yeah. '80s movies. And he's retelling like, so this happened in Rocky Two, and that and in Rocky is, Three. Here's all this canon that we all. I mean, you probably I, I, even kind of know without having seen yeah. the films. I was very happy I had seen Rocky Four weeks beforehand <laughs> because that is the last Apollo Creed film. And mm-hmm. the other thing that made me sad, and it was just that like. Carl Weathers can't be in it. Like functionally, he can't be in the film. Yeah. He's been dead. He His character's been dead for thirty years. To a fifty, yeah. like a seventy-year-old. How was apparently there's Carl like Weathers. a. Uh, he's yeah. He, it doesn't work. But yeah. the film's all about him. Like yeah. I wish he could have come out to get a bow of like, yeah, I am great, wasn't I? Well, I think that I, I read something about how um, Carl Weathers he won't let footage of him be in the movies. Unless he gets to be in the movies in some way, shape, or form, which How like for Burgess, well, Burgess Meredith was like a ghost, like saying like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, "Do it, Rock." How was that? But then he would be an old ghost. I don't know. But they it's showed a... cl- there were clips of Weathers in the oh, film. Yeah. He watches it, the fight yeah. film. That's there's, yeah. there's actually a very impactful use of a clip yeah. of Carl Weathers in the That's, film. Yeah, and the fight it also has everybody was talking about it. The there's no real audio you can do mm-hmm. of it, but a no cuts. Mm-hmm. Two round, three round yeah. fight. Mm-hmm. Just and the cameras are spinning around, and people like Sylvester Sloan is an amazing actor. Not this. Yeah. I'm not saying Michael B. Jordan also deserves like uh, yeah. awards for this. Again, again I, mean, I, I never stop being upset that we have to call him Michael B. Jordan because <laughs> yeah. I I think 
Michael Jordan got a SAG card from Space Jam. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and that's that's a fucking tragedy and should yeah. be amended immediately. I mean, as bad as Fantastic Four was, he was the best part of it. Yeah, he was great. He's never been in something I like disliked his performance in. Like he's great yeah. on Friday Night Lights. He was really good in Fruitvale Station, which is the same director as Creed. Right, oh, Googler. Yeah. yeah. Is, yes. Well, that's is the he... other thing. Sly is barely creatively not so involved in it. Yeah, I, for the first time. I feel time. like I'm talking about podcasts all the time, yeah. but there's other podcasts I listen to. Denzel Washington is a great uh, actor of all time, period. Mm-hmm. They talked to Ryan Coogler on it, and he discusses pitching a Rocky movie, the pitching Creed to Rocky, but also <laughs> saying that, like, Sylvester Sloan is way smarter than people think he is. Uh, that remember, I said, I, said yeah. I very rarely people say think things he's Rocky. that I he's think are Rocky. brilliant mm-hmm. uh, until the other day we were talking about Sliced Alone. Mm-hmm. And I'm going through, like, my Rocky and Rambo collections, and, like, everybody thinks they hate Sliced Alone. Mm-hmm. And I think if. Hollywood hadn't made him a mainstream movie star and yeah. given them all these stupid movies. You would, we would beg, like yeah. Bruce Campbell, beg for Stallone <laughs> to be in every fucking movie yeah. ever. Absolutely, yeah, I think so too. That he, that he slummed it. Well, not slummed it. Like he made millions of dollars mm-hmm. slumming it. But like he's not Bruce Willis. He's not. He's, he's not. not Arnold Schwarzenegger. Like, he's, he's not he's, dumb. He likes to write. He likes to pitch concepts. Yeah. Which he is, directs films. Yeah. Like he wants to make movies. He's not. He's not an slide. idiot like his other pe- the the other people around him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, Creed was really good. I hope it is not ignored at Oscar time. Um, the, the only other one I had. It, again, I said this on other shows. I saw it on a plane. Me, Earl, and a dying girl. Mm. I don't trust things I see on planes. I'm fed too much oxygen. I'm deprived of looking at anything else. Uh, but I thought that movie was great. And I heard mm. it. It was it was screened at festival circuits and bought for a very high sum of money because of faith based on... If you have not seen the movie, it's about this kid who's kind of forced to befriend a girl with cancer. Uh, he and he and his friend, which he refuses to call a friend, uh, Earl, uh, uh-huh. he calls him his coworker because all they do is reshoot Truffaut and Hitchcock movies <laughs> with dumb puns in the title, intentionally dumb puns. Wow. But as in terms of how he talks and what he's into, it's exactly how I was. It was. It's a lot. It's the most like how I was at eighteen. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of a doofus, but his whole goal is like I don't want to be anywhere for more than five seconds within these school clicks. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will not go to the lunchroom. I will eat away from the lunchroom because that's too prolonged a time. I'm friends with all these cliques because I'm not around a lot. Mm-hmm. And that is totally what I did. Yeah. I, I yeah. have. I don't have a lot of, like, I have a very small group of good friends, but I tried to be good friends with everybody, and I was a real big fucking movie nerd. Uh, I thought the movie was great. I cried like a fucking baby on the goddamn plane. I don't believe it's on Amazon yet, so you can't see it or you can't even rent it. It shows yet. how old we're getting. I feel like if we, if we did this on a podcast eight years ago, we mm-hmm. would have been talking about oh, the action in this and this Hulk fight was so cool and I all these things. Like said that. that until I met you guys, I was on the way other side of like the movie circuit. Like uh, it's just that, like we all make an event. Hollywood makes an event movie and we make an event out of it because yeah. we're all connected to these old characters. Now, when we're I, the new boomers. Congratulations. When, when I worked at a video store, I watched Criterion films all the time and and talked down to people about films. Like I but now I don't have the time for that stuff anymore. It's sad. I do. I, I, I try and watch, I should make the time. I try and watch more. movies as much as possible. Yeah. My dad and I watched Citizen Kane over Thanksgiving. Uh, um, still think Here's a crazy thought, guys. Citizen Kane is one of the greatest films ever made. It's like, not just great. It's so fucking rewarding yeah. to like give a fuck. I, it, it makes watching... Happy if you 100th watch, birthday, Orson Welles. If you watch any other film from like 19... 
I feel like almost any other film from 1930 to 1970, mm-hmm. you have to put an asterisk of like, well, it was the time, or yeah, it was they whatever. they had one like, camera, and they had to yeah. shoot for 20-minute 20 lo- 20 like, long takes, and, and like, everybody's oh, really was, bad. And this was the acting style of the time. Or, of course, this this songstress had to sing for mm-hmm. about four minutes in this Marx Brothers <laughs> film. They had, she had a record contract with the studio. Meanwhile, in, in Citizen Kane, it's none of that bullshit. You're like, it's a fucking movie. Like, watch it with today's eyes. Yeah, and it's, it's not complicated. No, it, like those things you see people project on black and white movies of things they're trying to say. There's almost none of that. Instead, it's so many things are said. Uh, By far the best it. movie of 1941. <laughs> Uh, you looked that up, didn't you? Yes. Yeah, I, I knew you so, did. <laughs> I did want to talk about music just slightly. I barely listened to any music, mm-hmm. although uh, much this honestly was true 10 years ago. I listen to music that I hear in things. Mm-hmm. Like, I loved the music. In Bojack Horseman, when they the like the credit song or like it's going to be silent Bojack. until the credits, like yeah, don't the, act like you don't know. Oh god, the <laughs> the um, the the exit song on the in the season finale was amazing. Same mm. with the two episodes before that, both great. Uh, and they also had like in the season they had uh, Tegan and Sarah, who are two my favorites ever. Mm. I love their band. But so the other music I listened to this year was the Mountain Goats, and yes, it's a pro wrestling album. But I've I've been a fan of the Mountain Goats since uh, I actually heard their music first in Moral Oral in like 2006. Really? Like, yeah, because their songs are about angry, divorced, oh, no. unhappy. I think they, they were really huge in my hometown for a long time. Well, they had a song, their album their, was Tallahassee. Had an album called Tallahassee. Yeah, and, like I've seen them like. Without even trying, I, I like I like Mountain Goats a lot. No, I and this this album because hearing him talk about the album mm-hmm. is like yeah I'm not I haven't watched wrestling in thirty years, <laughs> but he went back to research all the specifics of his memory. That's really yeah. really cool. And he yeah the and so the album's called Beat the Champ. Could you pull up the Chavo Guerrero song? Oh, right now, uh, or we could go. We out closed on out it, on it last, last okay, yeah. on the last one. The Chavo Guerrero, sorry, the Chavo Guerrero song it's is just so amazing. good, and same with like because uh, uh, that's the line in that song that proves what I was saying is like uh, I heard his his kids got famous, but I don't know about that. Yeah, he that, Eddie. How long has Eddie been dead? Yeah, I know. He, so he like the idea. And the that, music video is great too. Chavo Guerrero is, is in, the video. in the video, but yeah, he's so. but he's making. An album as 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 an homage to something that hasn't been given any credit, mm-hmm. and it's this is not this is not the Attitude Era. This is not even the Hulk Hogan era. It is before that. How he how he retained those memories? It's regional wrestling, regional of, the, wrestling. of the late seventies. It's like such that. a yeah. cool thing to make an album out, of, especially because he doesn't care about modern wrestling at all. It's like about mm-hmm. the memories he experienced watching it in like the the early eighties, late seventies. Speaking of wrestling and music, oh, I think God. the 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 big question we have to ask this year is. What was Dotfliss' best song? <laughs> yes, that is Dot the Fliss? only other music I follow closely. Man. It is Hot Dad. Uh, I it very. It's too late to play Taco Bell Christmas, but I mm-hmm. loved it so much. And if yeah. you like uh, Hot Dad, uh, Dotfliss, Eric, he has a Patreon right now, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and you should definitely check that out because he might make a song for you. Mm-hmm. Obviously, uh, our Patreon comes first, everybody. <laughs> but second is. Uh, but I'll let, yeah, it was like a match made in heaven that he started doing wrestling themes this mm-hmm. year. I mean, I think of my. Uh, uh, like Brett really likes Dolph Ziggler. I'm kind of impartial to John Cena. John Cena one is- yeah, Sasha Banks is pretty good too. Yeah. And yeah, that he was finally getting like tens of thousands yeah. of views on his stuff, which they all deserve. He yeah. his, his his HBO soundtracks are always great. Yeah. But 
Uh, and by the end, he started dubbing over the matches with like boing noises, which yeah. is just great. I want to see a whole match that way. Uh, so I also this is and the girls who care on SoundCloud is also him. Yeah. We closed out a bunch of shows with it. I think it's it is my favorite album of music this year. I hot this dad. Is, yeah. This is music related because Fist. same guy. Eric I did, I did forget to talk about the kids' cartoons that I love this year. Mm. Kids in quotes, but I, you're right. Steven Universe. Steven Universe is the greatest. I love Steven Universe and music. Like I feel like every other episode has fantastic mm. music mm. in it. Uh, usually written by Rebecca Sugar, the creator of the oh, show. Really? I didn't yeah. know she wrote the music. Well, too. because she she writes the. She was the writer of all the Marceline songs, most of the early Marceline songs, the best songs on Adventure Time. And so obviously when she's going to start her own show, it's going to be about music. And so there's constantly awesome music. I'm, it's actually been horrible, this drought of Steven Universe episodes. They, they aired one in November and then they just said, yeah, we're not showing anymore until 2016. Any love like, for Damn. Gravity Falls? I yes, I love Gravity Falls. I haven't watched the finale yet, wow. and it is the last episode. Like the the creator of it, it, Alex Hurst, decided, "Yo, I'm really stopping it." I and can't and Actually, I think that I'm proud of him for doing that. Also, it ma- but he, yeah. it's with Disney. Yeah. Disney just bought up the right. We're going to go see a movie. This, I mean, <laughs> right now, on a guy who said, "Like, I don't want to make any more of these." Disney's like, well, "They make money, so we'll do it without." Well, you. yes, that is. I am certain that will happen. Or in two years, when they say we will make this without you, unless you want to come back, I bet he might just come back. Yeah. But for what it is now, that's what Gravity Falls yeah. is great as. I yeah, there's uh, there were so many good kids cartoons this year i didn't really watch much anime so can't talk to that uh and that's kind of it for things that are not covered by other i mean we've gone long so i think i just a great year for television in my opinion Uh, no offense to movies yeah it's just that uh last man on earth was awesome too season two has been great i think i didn't love it as much as the first season uh it's weird because it's like the inverse where like now things are going great for phil or tandy Tandy. Yeah. Well, right now, I'm uh, sure it'll be fucked up uh, in the next three episodes. But it's almost like mm. like every episode in the first season is like him digging himself deeper into a lie hole. Yeah. Well, him it, being an asshole. This is yeah. it, like. But I, now he's like the he's like. I have the, a feeling the yeah. show Last Men on Earth will will look so good in hindsight because yeah. each season will be like the fucking wire and that there's a yeah. definitive theme to it all. Uh, also, Fargo, I wish I had been watching right. season two. I've only heard good things about no, it. I love season one. It's great. I mean, it's just like it's. Oh, here's another thing. You said The Wire. That reminds mm-hmm. me. You probably didn't I know this. In Creed, seen... there's a Wire actor in it. Who? Um, oh. Fuck, I always forget. <laughs> it, it, Antoine. Ant, uh, no, not Antoine. Sorry. Avon Barksdale? Uh, Avon Barksdale, the other guy with, with Stringer Bell. Stringer Bell's a... Uh, yeah, the boss. Uh, yeah, the boss. Stringer Bell's the real boss, man. Well, he was after a while. After but, he went to jail immediately. Yeah. But anyway, Avon Barksdale, he has a bit small part in it as the trainer who refuses yeah. to train creed and he's the son of apollo's trainer yeah. from the rocky films and it was really cool just like connective tissue mm-hmm. too well then oscar isaac was also in a show that yeah. grim i think wanted to mention is one of his favorite shows of mm. the year yeah uh, what was it called not i need a hero oh i don't know oh my god oh uh, the rock show so <clears throat> no, uh, no no it was oscar isaac was in a show by the guys who made the wire oh okay um, oh david simon yeah the to be a hero but it's a it's a, it's a one season mini series right and I haven't watched it. I mean, also, Brett didn't get to mention Man in the High Castle. He really enjoyed I, that. No, I'm, I'm, oh, you I'm not caught up on it. Uh, Dude, Man in the High Castle. It's the holidays. Jump, jump on Amazon Prime and check out Man in the High Castle. It's a uh, what-if scenario. The Nazis... Well, I don't... Hold on. It is... I don't know if it's a what-if scenario. Uh, oh, can I just give you the whole premise? It's given you the first episode. 
So it starts out, it's like 1950, 1960, like right when Mad Men starts, essentially. <laughs> but the um, the Nazis have won the war and, the ja- and have split up America with Japanese. The Japanese is just new Japan is San Francisco. Mm. Everybody here speaks Japanese. Um, it's really interesting. The Nazis have controlled everything else. Hitler looks like he might be dying and have Parkinson's. Uh. Uh, and then all of a sudden, uh, a woman's sister dies mysteriously with something in her possession. It's a film. And on the film, shows the end of the war as we know it. Uh. And, and where did this come from? And it comes from someone named the Man in the High Castle. Wow. Who somehow produces films that make it look like the United States won the war when you're living in an entire world that the Nazis took over and like it's awesome like television. I is gotta like, watch this. Yeah. It's just like like it's a Philip like, K. Dick concept. It is. By it's the just way. but like these corn pone like oh one like uh, trees for two hundred. But he has like a full on Nazi outfit um, <laughs> and like people are like God, I'm sick of seeing these Nazi or television. Wow, I gotta uh, I, I it, see like that. outrageously well done, great production value. It's very effecty, mm-hmm. but um. Yeah, like a tough show to watch. Really neat. No, I want to watch Transparent as well. I it's my girlfriend's it, favorite yeah. show of the year. Uh, there was also a... Po- I, I really love the first season. I want to, I hope the TIG show gets... Show me a hero. To, That's what it's show called. Show me a hero. Mm-hmm. I hope the TIG show gets made. She got a pilot this uh-huh. year on Amazon. Oh, really? And the pilot is the real-life thing that happened to TIG, which is while she is dying, like while TIG is near death from... Of pneumonia and breast cancer, mm-hmm. her mother dies in a tragic accident, and she. The episode begins with her watching over her mother die when being taken off of life yeah. support, and and it gets funnier I, from there. Can I bring it down even more? Mm-hmm. Um, I listened to her album "Live." Yes, uh, she had C diff. C diff. Yes, yes, yeah. That I found out two weeks ago is what my grandfather had oh. and ended him. Um, but Tig lived through it, and like it, it's serious shit. Like, yeah, yeah. that's what that's why I, this pers- yeah. she has a documentary on Netflix, and oh my god, it's I really should have one. a documentary about yeah. Netflix. Wait, what's or, your uh, favorite documentary of this year on Netflix? Um, or any documentary? But um, I have my favorite documentary of the year without question is Call Me Lucky, mm. the new film uh, by yeah, Bobcat Goldthwait about Barry Crimmins. It's, it's on, on Netflix. Netflix. Yeah. It's great. It is it is about an unsung, very angry political Boston comedian mm-hmm. who uh, also is responsible for forcing the issue of child pornography on the internet in the early 90s wow. mm. due to events in his life. I don't mm. want to... They, they, they've, they, in interviews, they'll ruin yeah, the, but the, like, yeah. but the documentary takes a turn. It's not uh. just a great subject. I'm biased here. I think Bobcat Goldthwait yeah. it, like, just happens to be my favorite director because I've yeah. loved... A, I've loved everything he's done. B, no one else could have done it yeah. or would have done it. No one would have made a documentary. This guy like made this. a movie about a girl giving a dog a blowjob. Yes, and yeah. he made a movie about shooting a baby with a shotgun. And <laughs> uh, Robin, like world's yeah. greatest dad, it shakes the clown. Like yeah. nobody else would have made those movies. Bobcat Goldthwait did. They, they're never like my favorite movies of the year, but they're memorable. They're yeah. unique, and only he would have made them. And there's not a lot of people because like Spielberg. Ah, I'm not going to do that. Somebody else will do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like, no one would make another Bobcat Goldthwait movie. He directed the episode of Community that I brought up in here. Ah, yes, uh, yeah. So, wow. Call Me Lucky. Barry hmm. Crimmins. Look it up. It's on Netflix for yeah. free. That is that is my favorite. Uh, my The two runners-up. Um, Did you watch Going Clear? Oh, I love Going Clear. Going Clear is good. 
it's, I, I watched best a S- ton of documentaries. Best NL, SNL skit of the there, year. There's also... <laughs> uh, that was great. Yeah. Um, oh, and you, and you won't understand why that sketch is awesome until, until you, you see Glowing Clear. Yeah. Um, Electric Boogaloo. It's up there right now. Yeah. Um, and there is a docu... The Search for General So. Mm. Which was it starts out as a documentary about like who the fuck is General So and where did this chicken come from, mm-hmm. and they eventually find out it ex- he existed and he was in this province. But then it's mostly about Asians in America ah. and like in how food was the only thing they were allowed to do, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> and that General So's was the only actual Asian food Americans liked. It mm-hmm. it's not really served wow. in China. Oh, yeah. uh, and well, I, I, and I love it. Chinese food is not. Is no, not I worked Chinese at a Chinese food, restaurant yeah. for years. The food they eat scares the shit out of me. Yeah. <laughs> Boiled chicken feet, like never cutting the heads off chickens. It's or a, a fish. It's yeah, mostly fish. want American Chinese food now. Uh, it, I love that Electric Boogaloo, the story yeah. of Canon mm-hmm. Films. Hopefully, they'll have an article up about it in one one documentary that just shows you the absolute arrogance of Donald Trump but it's about football mm. I don't remember the name off the top small of my head small potatoes which is what it he's is, called it's about the USFL it is so good and that's why we laugh so much about mm. the Nathan Fielder footage because it's yeah. a documentary about those teams yeah and I watched for some reason watched them like right next to one another that uh, you know there were a lot of sad deaths in 2015 mm. I'm sure this is not a person mm. but the closing of Grantland was a mega bummer, mm. and it was just one of those things. Did the I Resolve close this year, too? Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah both mm-hmm. of those. But for me, Grantland, so look, I can find movie conversations that I want to read mm-hmm. and in most places. Dissolve had it great, though. Mm-hmm. Grantland had that. I don't understand Grantland. Grantland also had the only sports coverage I wanted to read. Mm-hmm. Like, it could make it make sense to anybody. They would have these pieces that... Obviously, even when I read them, I was like, these are not financially sustainable. You're paying this person probably a ton of money to write the best thing they've ever written. Oh, you know what else they wrote the best? What? They wrote that article on the Fantastic Four. Yes. And it yeah. was, it, it, like, why was that at Grantland? I know. Who took the time to write this? Why is there custom art? And there was one about Frank Miller, too, that yeah. was amazing. They, they did one about uh, Antonio Inoki, about why mm. he's this... This guy who's like the only politician in in Japan who can talk to North Korea, it, who he's a fam- former wrestler who, be- who also went to Iraq during a Desert Storm to free Japanese prisoners of war, and he did it by putting on a free wrestling show in Iraq because he's a famous wrestler in the Middle East too because he wrestled a famous Turkish wrestler in the seventies, and then he converted to Islam to convince them to let him bring people back like the proof wow. that he was friendly and all that shit happened like they these are amazing things that are on the Grantland website yeah. and uh, and then it just closed down because Bill Simmons left like Bill mm-hmm. Simmons was the no, ESPN guy who made it happen same with it, 30 for 30 I, he didn't sound like I don't even know who he is but I've read all this shit because yeah. like what the fuck why would you close down a yeah. site like I don't read any other sports sites yeah. mm-hmm. and I, I don't go to Grantland but if I see it on Facebook like whatever it is is worth reading Yeah, mm-hmm. I know this for a fact yeah, and, and people are just like, for the price of Skip Bayless's contract, yeah. you could pay for this. Yeah. Like, well, you, the price of two men arguing about the NFL game yeah. this week. <laughs> Which again, uh, another good documentary is the mm-hmm. Gore Vidal William Buckley oh, documentary. My God, yes, it's yeah. so good. It's so good and shows you what created uh, CNN and Fox News huh. and what you and why the news isn't the news anymore. Uh, because it can't afford yeah. to be. And, uh, well, and it's a good segue into our ending because we wanted to thank all of our patrons out there. Yeah. Because the the sad tale of Grantland is that a bunch of fantastic writers, which I'm not claiming to be, mm-hmm. um, 
could not support itself on millions of people looking mm. at it. Nope. That's the climate we live in. And the idea that like we have been uh, supported throughout the year, <sighs> throughout the latter yeah. half of 2015, by Patreon, patreon.com slash laser time. I don't want to plug anything that's there, but like... I'd call us lucky. That's the well. That's the only reason we exist. And like, totally. I, I like if we had to base our numbers on like this somewhat disgusting ads on a page or things that block your view of stuff, mm-hmm. sponsored content like like South Park. I, dude, there is there is a, a certain yeah. evil to sponsored content. Yeah. Things that are trying to <laughs> defy ad block and uh, the the idea that like the Huffington Post has to write like two sentences on a trailer it didn't make mm-hmm. just to like generate I'm not saying it's fucking get you there I'm not like, saying it's bad I'm just saying like yeah. everybody who makes content for you on the internet is struggling and like mm-hmm. I, Huffington Post can't start a Patreon but mm-hmm. four people who want to work together and make new things can and, and why, I, I can't why does every video game site that every video game site that is actually employs people mm-hmm. why do they all write about movies now and, TV, and yes. Game of Thrones yeah. because volume. that's the old, like they need volume to get all the views they can get and that's and so like other got, than US Gamer they're and kind I'm comparing of this <laughs> to Grantland that, that they, they would have people work for months on a piece and that will never work out in, a, nope. in an ad based society uh, but like consider paying for the things you like consider mm-hmm. supporting the things you like again not plugging mm-hmm. us not even going to say the URL again uh, but that's. I hope they have it memorized. All the things now. we talked about in the beginning are things you either support through non-blocked ad content yeah. or pay for directly, mm-hmm. and you understand why that's better. Why you didn't have to compromise what you liked. Yeah, you just directly paid a thing, and it yeah. happened. That is what. That is the future. Now it feels, like, or just the present. It's just the present. It, All, it might be. The I presence. look back on what I watched this year. I don't want to compete with Bill Simmons and Joel <laughs> Hodgson. In crowdfunding, I don't. But, I can't. So the stuff I've watched this year: watch on Netflix, watch on Hulu, watch on Amazon Instant, or Money went to the theater. Well spent. Like yeah, I paid up directly or the WWE Network. Mm-hmm. Like I, I have all these subscriptions. I'm paying a lot each month when you add it all up. Just to You're almost yeah, at, we're almost at our cable bills. I understand that, but yeah. it's it's a tough time out there for people who make things. And if you do by chance yeah. come across something you feel is made just for you, try and think about supporting it in some mm-hmm. way. That's all I'd ask. Happy, happy 2016, yeah. eventually, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> this has been Laser Time. This is our best of 2015. We did all the plugs at the front, yeah. so we don't need to do them now. Uh, this is the last thing oh, we're man. recording. My girlfriend's on her way over. Yeah. We've got to go oh. away for the holidays. I, I can't thank you guys enough for the support yeah. you've shown us throughout the year. I got, the, I got two quick categories to say before. Day. Best YouTube of the year, oh, Kitty great. History. <laughs> yeah. Best Vine, the uh, bargain bin, bin full of ducks. <laughs> I I totally agree with yeah. you. Uh, yeah, I I appreciate everybody. Who, I also want to say I appreciate all the support. Everybody who talked to me on Twitter, even people who who argue with me on things. I love you, except for one of you. Like mm-hmm. fuck you, buddy. Yeah. You can it's, cut that. It, but it's, it's but, and why he'll never figure it out. Yeah, yeah all right. no one knows you feel that way about Asher. But it, I like what? No. I didn't say it. You did. Wait, no, no, you did. You, you said about no. fucking Asher. <laughs> And I say that because he's someone who knows how to take a joke, and I love him. Uh, <laughs> uh, and <laughs> uh, and I just, yeah, I wanted to thank everybody for that. Happy 2016. Yeah. I want to so, thank you guys so much. Obviously, we'll be back in 2016. Um, thank you for helping us get through 2015. Uh, it's it's Literally. It's been hard, but we did it. And I can't, I, yeah, I can't thank people out there enough for that. So with that, uh, closing everything out, remember we have best subs for every other show. 
uh, that you can go listen to if you want to learn more about games, movies, or sorry, games, uh, wrestling, comic books. We have best subs for that too. Cape Crisis, Video Game Apocalypse, and Jeep Popcast. Yeah. Uh, but we want to take this shit higher and higher. Uh, as is the Wet Hot American <laughs> Summer song, uh, Higher and Higher. Fucking great show. First day of camp. Another best of 2015. Thank you guys so much. We're out of here. We are all camp people.